ghost protocol is. Um, and I really like. I can't even come up with good joke answers anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have to like really mold. I feel like my my top four movies could change like every once in a while. Like, oh, Gummo is one of them. <laughs> Gummo? Um, love Gummo. Spring Breakers. Yeah. Gummo, Spring Breakers. What else? Uh, kids. <laughs> I don't know if Todd's telling the truth or not, though. How do we know? Those are all Harmony Corinne movies anyway, so. I don't know what that means. That's a director. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a big fan. It's wild to me that you, like, have directors' names just, like, that you pull out of your ass all the time. Why That's do you why store I... this knowledge? Because he's a just real good. movie guy and you're a fake movie guy. Is it just because you simply don't want to see movies from directors you don't like or something? No, but I get excited when certain movies come out from directors I like. Like I get more excited by the directors than the actors or like anyone like starring in the movie. Like if I have a director that I like, you could put like a bunch of nobodies in there and I'd be like, okay, cool. New fucking new fucking uh Denis I, movie. I want to I want to dispute that, but I don't have a good example of it. Right no, now. dispute it, dispute it, dispute it. Put them on blast. Dispute, oh, like, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's probably one of the reasons why I it's honestly probably one of the reasons why I shit on Marvel so much because, like, I feel like if there's never like a director that I'm like excited for to be in, and then the one director that I actually was excited to be in Marvel, everyone fucking hates that movie apparently, which is fucking um, wait, what movie? Doctor Strange, which I liked. Oh. I forgot. I don't know much about the Eternals. Yeah, like I don't know enough about the Eternals director, but I think that movie's good. I thought the Eternals was pretty good. You do not like the Eternals. Stop that. I think that was like one of the better movies that I I mean. I haven't liked any Marvel movie over the last like fucking four years. I'd probably give it to Eternals and fucking what was the other one I just said before that? Oh, (laughs) Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Strange, I feel like. I don't want to go down this fucking road again. Yeah, no, we don't have to talk about. You don't have I, to talk about. I, I feel like you are lying about that. All right. Or I haven't liked the so single. I haven't like last four years. Yeah. Yeah. Endgame was 2019, so that doesn't count. I mean, anything. I, I'm talking know, about anything I'm, after. I'm saying. Shang Chi. Yeah. I, I like the first half. I hated the second half of that movie. Really? Yeah, I was just saying that Endgame was 2019, just so you could put into reference like all the films that have come out after okay. Endgame have been the no last. No way years. home. Okay. So no way. So far from home, you don't like. Far from home. I like far from home. I liked it better the second viewing, but like it's not something I'd like. I need to watch or anything. And Black don't. Widow is trash. Yeah, it's please not don't tell me you like that movie. I like Do well, any of us like that movie. Well, no, I'll works. say this. I think Black Widow suffers the same problem that Shang Chi did with me, where I love the first half of both of those movies, and then the second half loses me. I'm just like, what's going on here? I can see that. Do any of us like Black Widow? I don't. I mean, I thought it was, I I thought it was fine. Weak. The the actual antagonist was weak, Terrible. and yeah. it was it was unnecessary. Just, it was unnecessary, yeah. and then. Yes. At the end of the day, it was just a really weird call for them to wait until then to be like, yeah. here's our Black Widow movie. I felt like there was going to be more to it because like the fact that they were making a Black Widow movie and then pl- pl- like right yeah. after Endgame, I'm like, there's got to be something it, more to it. It really came off like after Endgame. They're like, all right, we're riding high. What should we do next? Oh, you know what? It was just to get Florence Pugh in there. People have already said that we didn't make a Black Widow movie. Let's make a Black Widow movie. What's yeah, the character I... doing now? Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
it yeah, takes away I mean, from Civil I think, War. I think that is like part of it was like, oh, let's make a Black Widow movie finally. But I think the other part of it was like, we'll use this opportunity to Flor- uh, put Florence Pugh in here because that's a post credit that... scene, right? Her and well, she, she's Elaine. in most of the movie, but yeah, she's yeah, in yeah. Most but of the that's movie. The, you know, I know that, but the post credit scene is her and Elaine, right, at the grave. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I, I think that's most of my problems uh, with Julia Louis Dreyfus. I forget what the character's name is in the movie. In the movie, Val. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think so most of my problems with the, the last couple of years of these movies is like I think the first half is strong. Like even is it No Way Home? Yes. No I think Way that Home's movie falls. One. I think that movie falls apart when they all fucking all the Parkers come in. I thought like the first half of that movie with like the bad guys and everything was fucking really good, and then I feel like. I don't know. Everything just feels rushed after that, and fucking like no, we gotta I, do this I, quick and fucking. I I don't share. Like I like that movie. I just don't like it as much as I think everyone loves that movie. I I don't I don't have that same thing. I think my opinion would probably would have been different if I was able to see it in theaters when it came out and not have a movie that we all kind of assumed was gonna happen get spoiled. So I think that mm. loses a little bit of the luster for that. So I'll just quickly run through them because I'm curious if, none, if Todd really... And now that I'm looking at him, Todd probably doesn't like any of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, Shang-Chi, yeah. uh, Eternals, which, again, I don't think you actually like Eternals. Actually, I, like I we, do. I feel I, like I we talked like about it. that and you don't like no, the movie. It, no, I said it was like one of the few movies I actually liked. I just think it was a little long, but like I think the CGI was better than 90% of the Bro, shit Marvel my thing? It's too long? What do you, what do you mean? That, uh, it wasn't too, you know. It was. It was long. I, I just was feel long. like it hasn't gone anywhere either. It's kind of annoying after well, watching three hours, like two and uh, forty-five, I think, or something like that. It was. It was up there. Yeah, it was, it was like almost three hours. Yeah. I don't know if this. I mean, I can look it up. Quick. It is. Yeah, look it up quick because someone, someone fact check that because I can't, I can't imagine my used to do that for. I do think it was long. Uh, two no hours way home. Thirty-six minutes. Yeah. Jeez. No way home. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, which, like, looking at what's come out post-Endgame, I know this is probably not a popular opinion, but I I think my favorite movie has been probably Multiverse of Madness. I like that movie. Yeah, that's uh, a good director. <laughs> yeah, good director. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, which is fine. I enjoyed parts of that. I, I had a good time with that movie. I'll probably never rewatch that movie, but I had a good time with it. Uh Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I like that movie a lot. It's just, it's maybe not a good MCU movie, but it is a good movie, I think, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I routinely forget that it exists, but I think that I mean, it, it that's actually one of the movies I haven't seen from this. I think I've it's, seen everything it's but good. that. One. I, I just think it, it does, you know, for obvious reasons, suffer some plot situations. Um, but I, I do, I do like that movie. It has, a, it has some cool set pieces. Uh, and I said this, you know, back then on the podcast, like, I'm a sucker for a fight scene on the Charles River with the fucking Sitco sound in the background. Like, sure, I'm, I'm on board. Um, yeah, I mean, whales coming out of the fucking Charles River. It makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> who knows what Aquaman, fucking MCU Aquaman can do. Uh, Quantumania, which Todd loved. And Guardians. Todd loved Guardians 3. What are you talking about? You love that movie. So there you go. Guardians, Eternals, and... Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, yeah, all these movies suck. The only movies I like are, well, I know I just had that movie five minutes ago. What was it called again? <laughs> uh, and then the Marvels. Did you see the Marvel stuff? I did. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I liked it. It was all right. <laughs> I liked it. it was, I mean, like, it, was, it was a terrible fucking uh, bad guy. Like, the, yeah. the, the whole, like... Yeah, like, I mean, the, M- the MCU now, especially with the 
John of the Major stuff, like they already had a villain problem, I think. Mm-hmm. And now they have a who knows problem with with that. Though I did see that they might just recast. I for, I, I I didn't read Denzel's the son. article. Denzel's son's in Is the running. Was? I, think, I think he's a horrible actor, but I don't know. I know uh, doesn't, movies with him. doesn't he already pop did up? Did you in not? The MCU? You didn't watch Tenet? Amazing Star Wars? No, I still haven't watched it. Uh, it wasn't Star no, Wars. You watched Black Clansman. He's in a bunch of stuff. Black Clansman. I haven't watched Black Clansman. I actually thought he was okay in oh, Black Clansman. Well, then I have ideas. Yeah. What's his name? John David Washington. John yeah, John David, David Washington. Yep. Doesn't he? Sh- I thought he showed. Did he show up in Star Wars? In one of the shows? Oh, maybe in the show. I don't know. Maybe. He's in that movie that just came out that looks like Star Wars. Um, let me let me look at his. What was the robot movie that just came out recently? Oh, the creator. The creator, yeah. Uh, Tenet, Black Klansman, Malcolm and Mary, the creator, Black Klansman. Did we watch that for this? No, you know what? Maybe I'm I'm, I'm a little hard it. on him. I thought we watched. I don't. Those. I thought uh, Malcolm and Malcolm and Marie is it called? That's the black and white with Zendaya, right? I mean, I don't know what the fuck it is. I think so. I mean, oh, that movie was actually pretty good. Uh, wait, you don't think Denzel's son's good? He's good in Black Klansman. That's what I just forgot. I, I think, forgot I mean, I think that man. might be the only like this... movie I've seen that he's in, but I, I liked him in that movie. All right, so I'll walk in the creator for the next month. Then is that what I have to do? Don't do it. I heard it's so boring. Mike Amsterdam, he's in Amsterdam. What's Amsterdam? I forgot. Oh, yeah. I remember that, that trailer popped up. I was like, wait, what? Is that Chris Rock? What's going on here? Uh, Hello, Swift. You're here? Yeah. So yeah. Think, you know what? Have you seen the, what happened to Taylor Swift in that movie? Yeah. 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 I, heard that, I heard that's the best scene in the movie. Uh, don't worry, Todd. You get Deadpool 3 next. You're going to be fucking in heaven. Well, I, I feel like that. that movie's already been like, due to how like people report on stuff on fucking social media these days, that movie's just been fucking completely like ruined at this point. Yeah, I don't spoil, think it's ruined. Spoil, spoiler alert. <laughs> I saw a picture today. We might have we might have more Taylor Swift in that movie. How big? I see Dazzler. That's 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 the rumor. Yeah. I mean like everything has been spoiled in that movie. You got old sables. You got like literally like there's gonna be nothing it's, that's it's gonna be easy to just not look at that stuff. It's no not one's, no one's sending it to you directly. Everywhere. No, but like you, you basically have to shut off yourself from all any forms you of you just have to media. scroll past it. It's like oh. there's all there's all these suicide you, squad you, game fucking rumor like leaks and people talking about and posting clips. You just scroll past it. Like I oh. I don't know. Unless so someone like, is like directly he, sending it to you, I I feel like it's, it's not hard, hard to, to just scroll past. past. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you can't. You, if you scroll past like a fucking Deadpool three picture, like of Sabretooth, like you're seeing. Like that. if I'm no scrolling, is, like you're gonna see that no matter what. The pa- by the time like I'm registering what the picture is, it's like right. okay, now I know what the picture is. I can scroll past, but like I know I've seen enough to form a a thought about what I saw. Am I the, the only person that reads the thing first before I click? Like. If I no, because if you read it, if you read it, it'll say something. something. But if but if I see the word like Deadpool three and I don't want to see that, I just scroll. Like it's very easy you for see, me to see. You see some... words before you see pictures. Yes, yeah, on the Twitter. Pictures. Yeah, I'll just look the, the pictures. I mean, like, yeah, I normally, I, they're, I normally they're literally above the picture. If I'm I normally scrolling. see the person's name. And I don't if scroll they... upwards. I scroll down. So I'm scrolling. Like you, your, your Twitter feed usually... here, and you scroll down. But I'm usually scrolling so that the whole post is open. You're you just scroll to see the words, and then you scroll to see the picture. I don't like, know. I mean, my algorithm also doesn't like point me to those things because I don't fucking click on those things. I don't know. I it's Todd. You you can mute words like you can you can avoid spoilers if you if you really care that much. I, mean, I don't think I don't think seeing the potential cameos or 
things they're going to throw in that movie means that the movie has been spoiled. I think that's no, but I think that like, it's like, we're living in this like time period where like, even like, like places I follow that like a really good place, like, like movie sites are literally just blatantly posting pictures on their feed. And I'm like, there was one day where they were posting like every fucking thing that happened on the set. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and I couldn't get away from it no matter where, if I was on fucking like Facebook, if I was on fucking Twitter, it was just like, there. my, my algorithm must favor me then because I, I don't seem to have this problem. Like I, 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 I can avoid spoilers for things I don't want spoiled for me pretty easily. I muted shit, but like, no, fuck. No way. And I don't, and to be clear, I don't mute things on Twitter. Like, I don't mute things. Oh, yeah. I, 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 like, I, I'm very, I don't know, either lucky or careful. Either way. Welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about the MCU too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely, Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you tonight? Yeah, you know. Okay, okay. Also joining us, of course, is the fucking Fortnite father, Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? You know, just hanging in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And rounding us out, of course, is the Disney daddy himself, Dominic Forty. Don, how are you doing? You know, just hanging in there. <laughs> Uh, um, we were like, you were thinking of O'Shea Jackson, by the way. He was in Kenobi. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Another famous son. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Denzel's son in any of those other things. I don't. I, I definitely haven't seen those top four movies that we mentioned. Ten. He's in Ballers. I never watched it. Watch Ballers. Nope. Is that the one with The Rock? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it his okay. show? Isn't it like his produced show? Didn't he um, or wrote it? Wasn't it basically like that fucking that other show that was on HBO with like yes. the the Bob dudes? Rush. Yeah, it was like literally that's, that's, the same show. <laughs> I heard it was. I heard it's decent, but yeah, it's about like the NFL, right? Yeah. Like players. Yeah. Um, is it based on real players or is it just made all like made up players? I don't know. Uh, anyways, we got a great show for you tonight. Before we get into that, well, of course, if you are unaware. Uh, This is the PTC Movie Club for January, so we'll be talking about The Holdovers. So if you haven't watched The Holdovers yet or you don't want The Holdovers spoiled for you, uh, this is a good time for you to pause this episode and come back later. But before we get into that, a couple of quick housekeeping things. Uh, This episode, of course, is sponsored by us and the good folks over at Penny Arcade. Uh, You have one week, or actually less than that, like about four days from us recording this live. Uh, we, We will be giving away a few... Four-day badges to PAX East 2024. Uh, a few different ways you can enter to win one of those. If you want to go over to Twitter, at PassController, and share that tweet about the badges, as well as follow us on there, um, you get entered into the, the raffle to win one of these. Uh, these are provided by Penny Arcade. The, the confirmation and all that stuff will come from them if you're selected as a winner. If you want a second chance at winning, you can... Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show that has a review uh, portion for you to do and screenshot that and reply to that tweet. That way we can see that you did indeed uh, leave us a review. We can give you a second chance at winning one of these uh, couple of four-day batches that we have to give away. If you want more details on the event itself, um, you can head over to 
east.packsite.com. Uh, the link is also below that tweet. So you can go there, get all the information you want about the event itself at the end of March uh, over in Boston at the Boston Convention and Exposition Exhibition Center. Um, we will be running this giveaway until Wednesday, February 7th at 5 p.m. Eastern mm -hmm. time. That's when we're cutting off entries. So we will do a, a draw out of the names that are included in this we'll reach out to you via dm if you did win and we'll there's a few you know things that we'll need to give penny arcade name email and and whatnot and they will reach out to you directly with uh what you need to do to pick up your badge at pax east uh that i think it's the third week of march it's like the 24th i think yeah, like that. that sounds like right third, third ish week of march third third and a half whatever it is anyways uh so definitely if you you know want to not have to buy your way to pax east which a four-day badge is is not cheap uh take this opportunity to potentially get yourself a free one and see us over at the show um i can't say when and where just yet or what it is but i will be on a panel at pax and i'll give that information uh sometime in february and then yeah we'll go we'll, we'll go from there so do all those things other quick housekeeping things uh my my written review for lock uh, like like a dragon infinite wealth is up over on the website as well as the recipe for the dondoko nut margarita so check those out if you're interested in the latest in the yakuza slash like a dragon series um give it ended up giving it an eight out of ten i know last week on the podcast i was back and forth between eight and nine and i still think it could really fall either way I think I just ended up after writing everything down. It, it's an eight, um, but again, like it, it could, it could maybe hit nine. I just I ended up on eight. If I felt like doing decimal points, maybe eight and a half would have been the the call. But I, I don't. We don't really do point fives, so I figured lock it in a solid eight. It's a good game. It's a great time. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the holdovers as we do with all of these episodes we always start by talking about the rotten tomatoes does anybody did anybody look this up if you looked it up remove yourself from the i don't know it tells you what the rotten tomatoes are when you open the movie oh does it really now then i guess it doesn't matter I mean, does anyone not I, remember I or I, still, I don't know if i still remember but i'm pretty sure no one of the two does everyone remember? Is it point? Should we just not even do this? Just say it all. I, I definitely didn't look at rigmarole. it. It, it probably know. popped up, but I never bothered looking at it. Well, what do you think for a tomato and audience? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 89, 90. Let's just pick those two numbers. Sure. Todd? Uh, 93, 85. What about you, Dom? Um, I can't remember what the tomato meter was i'm pretty sure the audience score was a 91 i for some reason i want to say it was like a 96 and a 91 well dom is the closest it was indeed a 97 and a 91 uh critic consensus beautifully bittersweet the holdovers marks a satisfying return to form for director alexander payne audience says cute and touching if not laugh out loud hilarious i don't i don't know if i laughed 
like, I like that. Chuckles. I had some chuckles. Laughed out loud, hilarious. I didn't laugh I out loud, hilarious. I've known you since I've known you since you were a boy, so I can say with confidence, you are penis cancer in human form. That was dope as hell. It was a good line. I don't know if I like laughed though. Like, I, like I may have like, but not like. <laughs> I was in a knee slapper. You know what I mean? Like laugh out loud, hilarious to me is like you're fucking. Your eyes are fucking shut and you're fucking can't breathe. You're wheezing. That's what that oh. sounds like to me. On the on the Brendan funny meter, it's not a it's nowhere near Austin Powers. I that's facts. But I laugh out loud hilarious, I think, is a weird way to stretch. Describe. It's a stretch. Uh the holdovers is a thought provoking dramedy for like again, I, I'm surprised I'm surprised that this was like slotted as a comedy because I, I don't I think it had way more like emotional beats than it did like there were some again some chuckles well that that's what the the audience is saying it on rotten tomatoes is listed as a holiday slash comedy what is imdb listed as does say this is imdb does say comedy drama um yeah i mean it's not it's not not funny it's just i don't know i guess i'm just i'm picking my fight with laugh out loud hilarious uh, yeah. where were we? Laugh a lot, hilarious is a weird way to describe it. Dramedy, yeah. I, I can get on board with. Yeah, dram- dramedy's fine. He fucking popped his shoulder out. That was pretty funny. Was it funny? It, it was funny to me when he, he jumps off the thing and then he, he, like, <laughs> he pops back up. He's like, oh, screaming. fuck! Yeah, yeah, they, that, that was funny, but like the rest of that scene, I was like laughing. Or when the guy with the janitor comes back in, he's like, somebody <laughs> puked in <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that was a good scene. I I wasn't laughing. I don't know. Maybe I just have a maybe my like my bar for you know letting yeah. out some chucks is he's, a little bit higher. A, you know, he's high brow. He watches SNL. Yeah, yeah of course. Mm-hmm. He's more uh, a Rick and Morty guy. You need to have have a high IQ for I'm, that. Yeah, exactly. I we do this when we play the movie game, but I we don't really do it when we talk about the movie we're actually talking about. So I'm gonna start doing this now because Rotten Tomatoes has this you might also like thing. And it does not help you when we're guessing the movie. But I'm curious if, like, for if it's helped on on occasion. It's helped because it helped rule out four movies. We're like, okay, it's definitely not (laughs) these four movies that you've mentioned. No, one time they were all musicals. Yes, and that what that helped us. I feel like it helps us like when they're like, there's like some linking theme, and we can be like, all right, well, there's a theme there. Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna fall on a theme. Well, I don't even know. Like, this might not even register because I don't know who has seen if any of these movies. But Sideways. I'm curious what you. No, see, that would be a thing that would make sense to put, and that's not what's here. Under you might also like. You might also like the humans. Don't know what that is. I didn't see. Uh, that. Happy Christmas. Don't know what that is. Oh, uh, it has Anna Kendrick. I can't read anyone else's name. Uh, oh, it's a holiday movie though. This is a holiday movie. I still don't even think I would like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like pop this open every year at Christmas and be like, "Oh, watch the holdovers." Like, well, no, but it's still a holiday. Like, this well, Christmas right. is... it takes place on a holiday. That's like yeah. calling fucking the division a holiday game because the world stops in December. Yeah, but it, it's it's very much like it is very much Christmas part of break. the plot that it's, it's yeah. Christmas. Yeah, 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 like, for sure. I guess when I say holiday movie, that's that's not how I would I wouldn't use that descriptor in that way personally. That's not how I would describe this movie. Like I wouldn't if so if I had to right now say like the the holdovers is I wouldn't say it's a holiday movie. I'd say like it would be like the third part of the plot category that I would say. I would say mm-hmm. like it's a dramedy that takes place during Christmas break. 
Yeah, which is fine. I just to me that doesn't make it a holiday movie. Like a holiday movie to me has a certain connotation. Oh my brand's favorite movie, The Holiday. It's a good movie. That's the one with Jack Black. Right? I don't remember. Jack Black's right. Anyways, the best man holiday. No idea what the fuck that is. Nebraska. I haven't watched Nebraska. That's the one with Will Forte and um Kirsten Wig, right? Kirsten Wig, right? Uh It is in black and white. It has. Nebraska was the one I said I wanted to do a double feature of when, like, when I was joking around when I picked this movie because it's the same director. And then you might also like when you finish saving the world. When you finish saving the world, I don't know what that is. You guys ever see the movie Election with Reese? It's like Reese Witherspoon's like second movie, and um, it's this director's first movie. Okay. Uh, I kind of remember that title. I don't think I've seen it. Um, It has. Julianne Moore and I can't read what the oh I think it's the kid from Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's who's in it. That's who's on the like poster here. Anyways, so I mean, critics love it. Audience loves it. I can't get the actual, or at least we always use Box Office Mojo for the budget, and that is not a thing here. So we're gonna go off of the Wikipedia budget, um, which actually doesn't list a budget. We just have the gross, according to Wikipedia. So, mm. with a budget we're not aware of, what do you think this did in the box office? <laughs> uh, oof. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Hold on. Uh, a special screening of the film was held for buyers on September 11th, 2020. I'm assuming that means like for a studio to like put it out. Maybe. Um, what year do you say? September 11th, 2022. The next okay. day, it was reported that Focus Features had acquired distribution rights for $30 million. But I, I don't think that's relevant to the budget. I think that's just how much they paid to distribute it. Uh, mm-hmm. The film was scheduled for a limited theatrical release on November 10th, 2023, followed by a wide release on November 22nd. However, it was pushed up to a limited release on October 27th, followed by a wide release on November 10th. It is scheduled for release in the United Kingdom by Universal Pictures UK on uh a couple of weeks ago okay so it has not been on the box office long and it at least didn't get released in the uk up until two weeks ago um so yeah use that information as you will to figure out what you think this did in the box office it has nominated for a lot of awards paul giamatti has already won a lot of awards and it does have i think like five at least academy awards uh it is nominated for Best motion picture, best performance by an actor by a leading role, and by an actor in a leading role, best performance by an actress in a supporting role, best original screenplay, and best achievement in film editing. So that doesn't translate to monetary means in any way, but there's just some more information for you. And I, uh, geez, I'm trying to picture, um, I've definitely looked at weekend box office performance in the last few weeks, months. I don't remember the holdovers ever really popping up. I can't imagine it's still in theaters. Well, even when I like, even when it came out in theaters during its wider release, I think I was probably just, you know, out of curiosity, checking the box office, not looking for the holders. It's just something I like looking at. So like I was looking to see how well Wonka was doing and how well whatever films are coming out. And I'm saying, I don't remember seeing the holdovers in the top 10. I could be wrong. I don't remember seeing in the top 10 during that time. So I feel like even though it was a good movie, it didn't do gangbusters 
I'll give you, you guys... with its with its limited again, this information probably doesn't help you because it, it is on Box Office Mojo. I found it, but it just doesn't have a budget listed. Um hmm. in its opening six theater run, so opening weekend, I guess, for six theaters, mm-hmm. it did two hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Okay. I still want to put it at 20 mil. I feel like that's uh, maybe. All right, Mike's going to go with a cool 20 mil. Todd, what about you? Um, I'll go 27. Okay. Dom, what about you? I'll go 28. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see when it opens up to more. Okay. So it didn't, when it opened up to a larger release, it doesn't seem to like spike. I mean, again, I don't, I don't really know what like a good box office week is for a movie like this. Exactly. Um, but I mean, it had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, 25th and 24th, it, did over a million both days uh and then it drops way off get has another good saturday following that what the fuck is this backwards anyways okay it did uh 31.6 so dom wins okay uh for zero points but i i feel like the the budget for this film is probably not that that high i mean especially because it seems like for probably a lot of the sets they just filmed in schools in Massachusetts. So like, yeah, there probably wasn't a lot of like money that had to get dumped into those types of things. And I would imagine, I mean, I mean, I feel like Massachusetts has pretty like good tech. Like, like I think they're pretty good about uh, filming movies here. I don't know what that means. Recreating Boston in the seventies, probably money, but not. So I, but so I looked up, did any of you look up like where in Massachusetts they filmed this stuff? Oh, they my bowling alley. Well, yes, yeah. they that, it yeah. was very bizarre. We'll get to that. Uh, That's what that bowling alley looks like, by the way. That, I'm that, not least, surprised. They didn't have to do anything. That, that is what, not minus the bar, minus the bar at the end. That is they did nothing. When that, in that scene bowling popped up. I laughed so like I laughed so hard. Not at the movie. Oh, <laughs> so oh, oh, now it's now it's laugh out loud. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> Out loud because we live here and I know where that place is. And I like saw saw it. I looked at Jen and I was like, <laughs> "I'm like this is very bizarre." Also, Todd goes to a bowling league there, and she's like, "Of course, Todd would go to a bowling league." I'm like, "Yeah, I think that's absolutely a thing Todd would do." Um, Twenty years. That's what I said. I was like, "Todd's been bowling there since I, as long as I've known him." So yeah, um, before I met you, I was there. Yeah, wow. but like a, a lot, like pretty much all of the non. Boston scenes, but even a lot of the Boston scenes that are not actually filmed in Boston, like the bowling alley is in Wakefield. It's not in yeah. Boston. Um, it says also, Wakefield on it when they're there. Like it says like yeah, Wakefield. Uh, yeah, but I think that's like people who aren't from here aren't going to be like, they're not in Boston anymore. Because um, it is it is like slightly bizarre that they're like on a Boston trip and then they end up 30 minutes Plus, outside of Boston, I go to Boston. everyone's everyone's twenty minutes from Boston. That's the thing, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, when they go to the chateau at the end of the movie, I'm pretty sure that's like in fucking Andover. Like that's not unless yeah, there's another cool. chateau. Like that restaurant, I'm pretty sure is in like like northern Massachusetts somewhere. 
There's um, a, I think there's more than one chateau, and this oh, is okay. the 70s, so there might have been one in Boston. That's true. There's, yeah, but, well, I, but like again, for like Braintree. for like the set type stuff, I think they filmed most of the movie. Like all of the schools they used, I don't think I have the. I think it was Governor Dummer, maybe. Um, Deerfield Academy. I'm pretty sure was yeah, the outside was. shots. I'm pretty sure that's also where they found the kid. He did go there. He went there. They yeah. did. They did an open casting call at Deerfield. Um, and good for him because he was great. It, I thought he was, he good. was good. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. I thought the three of them, the three main cast, uh, Paul, uh, that kid, and uh, D- Devine Joy. I uh, think she's gonna. I, I mean, I don't. I think out of all the supporting actors, she probably has the best chance. I haven't seen. Um, I don't know what the rest of name is. It's uh, America Ferrera for Barbie. Yep. Um, someone from The Color Purple. Uh, What's her name? What's the girl who's in the new season of uh, True Detective? Uh, oh, I can just I have it up right here. I can not... just say it. Um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role is America Ferrer for Barbie, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, Jodie Foster for Nyad, Nyad? Jodie Foster. I know nothing about that movie. Uh, Devine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers and Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. So. I like Emily Blunt's barely in Oppenheimer. I mean, it's weird. She, that... she is barely in Oppenheimer. Yeah, like I mean, it doesn't seem... Yeah. I, I think they, like, I think some of these categories are split in the other award shows because don't they have, like, comedy Best Supporting Actress in, like, a comedy yeah. whatever? So I think, because I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that category. But, I, like, Paul's not going to win against fucking Cillian Murphy. Like, I think, I think... Oppenheimer's gonna probably much take. I'd love for him to win. Things. Yeah, I think Oppenheimer should win too. Um, yeah, best best performance by an actor in a leading role is Bradley Cooper for Maestro. I don't really care about Bradley Cooper in that way. I do feel bad because he looks real fucking sad when his movie is winning nothing up against <laughs> Oppenheimer. Well, pe- pe- people came out against him because like they thought he was trying way too hard to. It was like Oscar bait that movie and everything. Uh, so like people like he got like caught like a lot of like online hate because everyone's like, dude, it just looks like he's trying so hard to win an Oscar at this point. And everyone was just like, yeah, fuck this guy. He had his yeah. chance already. Yeah, I'm honestly, he got robbed for Silver Linings Playbook, though. He should have fucking won for Silver. Like there's I, I forget who won over him, but like everyone in that movie should have fucking won that year. I know Jennifer Lawrence did, but like he's amazing in that movie. He's, uh, yeah, he's really good. He's really who good. won the year that he was in um, that he directed the. Uh... Lady Gaga movie. Yeah. Listen, I, I like that movie, but that movie does not deserve Oscars. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't I know. Think it was he, a fine movie. He was good in it. Don't get me wrong. He was he good, saying yeah. it. And he's like, yeah, no, good, he's yeah. great in it. But I just don't think the overall movie was good enough to like. That was Leo's year, wasn't it? Wasn't that the year Leo won for the Bears? And Leo, Leo won for like probably one of his least best performances out of all his performances. That yeah, but yeah, it's it's he's good um, in it. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. Sapphire Jed in the chat said, not that it's important, but Chateau locations are Andover, Woburn, Waltham, Burlington, Braintree, Norwood, Stoughton, Franklin, and Norton. I, I did not know there were that many, but I mean, none of those are in Boston. But again, this is yeah, no, I mean, ago. but it's it's less about that. It's more about like we we are gonna look at that and go Wake, Wakefield's not near Boston because yeah. we well, live here. Like no one's gonna says, watch that when movie. It blatantly that. says Wakefield in the background. No, I know, but like for us, maybe they a just know it's, a, it's a, cast, a really good fucking for a cast that is supposed to be out in Western Mass. Who going to Boston is a big deal. There are bowling alleys in Boston. There are bowling alleys in East Boston. Like no, for them to go to Wakefield doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. Um, it makes but again, well, it makes sense financially. 
for the <laughs> for the people for the film. production. <laughs> no, yes, that's what the point I'm trying to make is it makes sense for them to film. Oh no, no, no I'm only city, yeah, but like I'm only saying that about Chateau is that like Chateau like is 50 years ago, so like we have no idea. Like we like we didn't. I was like, no, yeah, and that's and that's true. Yeah. But like it was probably but it just like says Wakefield in the background. That's a different case. Like you're telling yeah. us that you're not in Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to say like, well, this was fifty years ago. Like maybe the Wakefield Bullet Drum is in, <laughs> it's in the Commons. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, but it was like cool when they went to like the Orpheum Theater and stuff like like yeah. when they did go to actual Boston. I mean, it was just cool in general. I thought it was weird. To, like, that, city I thought stuff, it was but... weird that they were in the combat zone. Like when they were buying the uh, books they were buying and the, the prostitute yeah. walks over, I was like, yeah. that's definitely the combat zone. Yeah, like, I've what, seen. What I've seen that that like outdoor of like book area that like outdoor library i've th that's at least been in one other movie that i've seen I don't, I don't know what movie maybe uh goodwill hunting i don't fucking know maybe i've maybe. definitely seen that like same fucking thing in i don't know if i've ever actually been, maybe i've been to that maybe that's why it was familiar i don't know i don't know where that is you don't read uh, i mean i i don't know that it's a real place the combat I'm pretty, zone doesn't I'm, exist anymore I'm, I'm pretty sure that that outdoor uh library boston is a is a real thing um i'm pretty sure yeah i think it is near the commons boston. actually it's the brattle bookshop i'm pretty sure that is near the commons so i must have driven by it a million times then but i'm also pretty sure i've seen it in other movies uh we're way off track and haven't talked about this movie fucking once other than i mean we're talking about the movie we we're, are we're, i guess we're talking about it in a roundabout way yeah, so well, let's let's pull it back in. This was everyone's first time watching this, right? Yes. Yeah. Did did uh did everyone know what the movie was about before you watched it? I had I knew it was about kids basically being stuck at school during uh, a holiday break. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the extent that I knew as well. I don't think I even knew that much. So I, we definitely should have had you. Yeah, right. Yeah, trust me. I know. It's, it's I know. Always, it's always the movies that are like, like none of us know. Like we all have like a very, like, like we know kind of what the movie's about. Like those are the ones that I want to hear what Brendan thinks the movie. Yeah. About. So I, I probably would have been better if you would ask me off the cuff before I watched the movie. But before I pressed play on the movie, I did write on my phone quickly what I thought the movie was about. Before I even say that, is holdover like a term that yeah. you know? Okay, so I didn't even know that term. So, like, is that like I mean, a you? Is that a thing that's used for like this scenario? Is that like a common scenario or something? I don't know. I just took it as like at face value. Like, yeah, because I can't remember kids that are being held over. But I didn't. But I didn't even know that though. Like, I didn't even know that was the plot of the movie. So, like, I didn't even yeah think to do that. So instead, when I go based off of the one trailer I saw at some point of the movie, which. Jen did not agree with me, but I feel like the trailer for the movie, at least the one that I saw, made the movie seem like it was maybe like a little more shenanigans, like a little more hijinks. A little more laugh out loud. I think if you watch the trailer, that I, I think if you watch the trailer, it's, I don't think there were many trailers for this. And we probably watched the same trailer, but like I was so pumped when I first watched this trailer. I'm like, oh, man, this is like a perfect period piece like fucking like it looks like they nailed everything even the film the yeah. like the, the film, film they used grain. the film yeah. grain everything so about like, it like the yeah. only thing that i knew they about they introed it with the old like was it columbia yeah. i can't remember yeah, yeah. Like, the, the old, old universal, universal. yeah the, the old universal, universal. Yeah. 
I I liked that stuff. So the only thing that I knew about this movie going into it was that they shot a lot of it here. I thought for some reason I was under the impression that they shot it at MIT, which they did not. Uh, but that's where what I thought, and that he was clearly a teacher of some sort. So I wrote, it's about an MIT teacher, and I only said that because again I thought the t- it took place there. there. It's about an MIT teacher trying to work past retirement and continue teaching kids because he looked old and like, he's got the, like the eye issue. So I was like, maybe it's just like a very older guy who like, doesn't want to stop teaching. So like, he's a holdover. I don't know that that's how I was doing it. I mean, that's not your wildest. That's not your wildest guess. I tried to like like, make a legit guess. (laughs) You now know why I asked you the question about Paul Giamatti. Yeah. The other day I had watched the movie and I was like, Mike, have you watched the movie yet? He's like, no. And I was like, does Paul Giamatti have like a lazy eye? Because the entire movie, I was like, now he, now I'm like so confused. Like, I know he, like, in my head, I don't have him with a lazy eye. But like, it looks so good in, now, on every, screen. Like, yeah, does right. he have a lazy eye? Now everyone thinks he has a lazy eye and smells like fish everywhere he goes, probably. <laughs> so it's like, you guys fucked. Um, so ov- overall, like, how how is everyone feeling about the movie? Overall thoughts. Uh, it was whose pick was this? Todd. Todd. Yeah. Todd. Overall, Todd. What are you thinking? I enjoyed it. I liked it. It's definitely a movie I'd watch again. I might even watch it for the holidays. You know, Amanda loved it. Um, yeah, I, I just really, I, I don't want to compare it to this movie, but like sometimes I need like a palate cleanser where like it's just like a nice laid back music movie. There's some drama in it, but like for the most part, like everything works out. And it kind of reminds me of Chef in some ways, but like not like just like kind of like. Like, it's just, like, a fun little movie that, like, it's just, like, you know, Chef is way more comedy, I think, but, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's loud and hilarious. Yeah, LOL. But, um, but yeah, no, I, and I felt, I just feel like, um, you know, the added bonus of fucking knowing, like you said, knowing the places they filmed. But I just loved how I felt like I was watching a movie from the 70s the whole time I'm watching yeah. this. And, and yeah, I'm, a, they, I'm a big Paul Giamatti guy, so it's. They, they definitely do a great job. I, I looked into, because, again, like it really looks like they didn't spend a lot of money or time to rearrange the sets in any way to look like old Boston. Like the shots of the outside of like the Orpheum and stuff when they come outside of the theater, that's just how it fucking looks. Like it doesn't yeah. look. I think the snow wintry like they look did anything. helped it. Like the, the not snow, yeah, the snow 100% probably does a lot, but they filmed a lot of the, most of the movie because it's all done in like schools and stuff. They filmed most of it at like four different schools and they are all in places that I don't even fucking know where that part of Massachusetts is. So it was probably very easy for them to like just make it look like not as developed because it's probably all Western Mass like way out there where it's like there's not sidewalks and like it's it, it probably just very easy to capture like a very older looking New England. It might sound weird Western too. Mass. But, like, I felt like, for me, oh, oh, yes, I'm old, you know, I always say I'm old. I felt like I could really relate to this movie, even though it was 70s. I was born in 81, but, like, it kind of reminded me of, like, 80s, kind of, in a way. And I feel like a lot of people who are, like, now, like, 12 to 15 probably look at this and, like, what the fuck is this? Because everyone's been born with a phone in their hands for fucking ever. And ever. It's just, uh, Hold on. You, it's kind of depressing. 12 to 15 year olds are watching the fucking holdovers because I don't like what are you talking about? Well, they about? should be. No, I meant, I just meant like, like, even like 18 year olds probably can't relate to this fucking. Yeah, but movie. I also think they're not watching this movie. 
It did thirty-one yeah. million dollars. I mean, listen, listen to me, man. Like when I was when I was I was watching fucking like Swingers when I was like fourteen. I was watching Clerks at like thirteen. I was watching all this shit back then. Yeah, but like, those are like definitely more comedy leaning. I think it's very easier to grab a younger audience. This movie was laugh out loud funny. How many times have they yeah, said that? Yeah, right, right. Um, no, but I, I spent like I don't think that this is like appealing to specifically. I'm younger. not even saying like appealing. I'm just saying like I feel um, like it's this weird like. We're so far removed from that time period of like the seventies, like you know, and it just I it brought me back to like being a child a lot. This movie, even though I was eighties, and I'm just like it, it was just so weird because like I feel like no one is gonna ever experience that after like you know like a lot of these kids like that like have phones everywhere that like the the whole like you have to have a map to drive and I'm not like talking about this in the movie but just thinking about the time period itself kind of thing got to me a little bit I'm like oh fit. everything was so simpler back then and like oh, now everything's old. yeah dude no, 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 I know but like it's but everything's like so depressing I feel like because like everyone's just buried in their phones and like it's just like it no one has these conversations depressing for them in that movie too oh, yeah, well, about, yeah. like seventies Vietnam had like, yeah, yeah the the whole plot of the film doesn't take place if they have cell phones. Like you, you call the parents and you can't reach them because they're on the mountain. Like that doesn't yeah. happen. They don't have cell phones. Like, yeah, right. like, the, like the parents see the the kid's cell phone like pinging at the mental institution. At the mental institution. Like, yeah. like, that now they're not showing up to the school. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like the whole plot of the film like doesn't happen if they have cell phones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things are purposely set in certain time periods because the conceit of a smartphone essentially ruins the. Yeah, the chance I, of that I movie. keep saying it. Listen, the like second to last episode of Seinfeld. How did it start off? Elaine has a cell phone that killed the show. <laughs> um, I will say when I was reading more about they this video, movie, but they were videotaping the robbery. They were videotaping the robbery, but <laughs> with a camcorder. Is, with with a camcorder. Yeah, but she had a cell phone at the beginning. It's like, oh, listen, now that this is a thing, we're done. There's nothing else we can do. Um, when I was reading more about just like the making of this movie and other things, cause I was, I was curious at for, like where it was shot and you know, how did they achieve some of this look and feel? Um, the actor that plays, uh, Angus, uh, Dominic Sessa, I think the first, the thing I was reading said like the first time that they shot the scene where he calls his mom initially about picking him up, uh, they had to reshoot it because he went to pick up the phone to call her and no one realized like oh this person's never seen a rotary phone in their life they don't know how to use oh, this I read that too, so he like, went to use that. it and then like they had, they had to, they had to the teach him how to use it like, yeah. Uh, yeah no this is not this is not something you would have ever seen um uh, overall what do you think mike because we're never gonna we're never gonna actually talk about this we're never gonna talk about the movie um out of the let's see how many out of the two massachusetts based PTC movie picks that we've done so far. This is my favorite. I did like just it like more that. than Manchester than, uh, by the Sea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, Manchester by the Sea is like a whole other level of depression. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, so good, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so good, but it's so depressing. But yeah, I, I did really overall like this movie. I thought it was, again, to the um, how they captured 70s. 70s filmmaking at least to me i'm not i'm not like an expert on these things but i just liked the grain the way the camera would zoom in on somebody you could really feel like it was just someone using an older camera manually zooming in and, and 
Even uh, the dub, they, the dub they had over on the trailer, it was like an old town yes, timey voice, that, like which that is so was good. Blew my like, mind. I remember, I I forget what I was seeing, but I saw a trailer for the movie, and it was just, it looked like a seventies trailer, and it was like, yeah, and it had is, the same guy. It was like the same dub of like, yeah, that's what won me over. Me, like I saw that trailer, I'm like, oh, sold, sold. And like, I don't know what this is, but this actually seems kind of interesting. I should have gone to see it in theaters. I really should have. I should have gone to see. I should have gone to see it at Cinema Salem because that would have been the place to see it. It was playing there too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I had considered it. I just I didn't do it. Well, not um, to veer us off off track a little bit, but you guys were talking about like uh, what's in the theaters anymore. Like, have you looked up AMC Liberty Tree Mall recently? No. They like play like random movies that are like like th- like they'll play Jaws randomly. Like there's yeah, like a there's, lot of movie theaters do that because they, they're all they're doing it now. Make money. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like it's like it was like weird. Like like what's playing there? There was I like, like that like, because I I, 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 I think way it's awesome. more interested in like. Like I'll, I, I'll see Jaws. I definitely missed it the last time they did it. I don't know the next time they'll do it, but like I saw theaters playing all three Lord of the Rings films. Like the next time they do that, I'm probably going to go see all three. Part of me wants to go see Tenet because I've never seen Tenet. So I might as well see it in the theater for the first time. You know, it's like, um, I w I was reading something. I don't know if all of this person's movies are, but if you, if you like the way this movie is, is the cinematography of it, which it seems like we all do, uh, Eggle Brilled, the person who's the cinematographer in this film. I think they've done this on other movies where they've like made it look a certain way. Uh, I read something. I don't know where I don't have the link open anymore, but I didn't read all of it. I just read like a little bit about how they made it look that way. And he he did stuff behind the scenes to make it look this way without shooting on film. Like he they didn't shoot on film to capture this, <clears> this way. Um, so I don't know. There's clearly some cool artistry behind what he's doing to make it look this way, dude. The the heater or the air conditioning in the the Wakefield Bolodrome. This was like 10, 15 years ago. I remember like we'd be bowling. And you just hear like a dum 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 dum. This like thing that looked like it was from like the forties behind us. And that thing is still there, still making that same fucking. Noise. I just think it's so fucking funny that they did nothing for that bowling alley. Like, yeah, they were like, there's plenty of places. Like, they were like, yeah, they're like, they're like, we don't have to do anything. Imagine, imagine like the the location scout for that film. They said, okay, guys, we have to find places that look like they take like they existed in the seventies with minimal uh minimal intervention from us. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to do much to like really make the aesthetic. And they come with a list of things like here you go, here you go, here are pictures like you sure this is no I literally took that picture yesterday. That's just how this place looks. Well ironically the the Wakefield Bullet Room was also in the tender bar. Like they filmed that there too as well. Cause clearly people are like, yep, this is the vibe. This is the time period. This is, this is what we're looking for. <laughs> um. uh, I, I will say this was something I did not know. I did not know this was a thing, but now it makes so much more fucking sense just based off of my own childhood since we keep talking about the fucking Wakefield Bolodrome. <laughs> I, I don't think I knew that Candlepin Bowling was like a Massachusetts, Massachusetts thing. thing. Like yeah. it's, I, I'm looking more into it now. So it's a New England thing and yeah, a England. specific province of Canada. Like I didn't know that that, like I did not know that was a thing, but now it makes sense because be like TV. pretty much yeah. anywhere that Saturday. I when bowling growing up was like candlepin bowling. Like, I don't even think there is, I, I don't even, this town line. Balls, candlepin? You, you see town a big line ball. Regular pins, right? Town line is regular pin. Yeah. This one's town line. But like pin. we used to. Ten pin, not regular pin. Ten pin. What's regular pin? There's no regular pin. It's ten pin or candlepin. Ten pin is the, is the, what you people would think pin. of as a bowling pin. Yes. What is candlepin? It's still 10. It's just a different shape. Yes. And small balls. Small balls. Um, <laughs> Cause like the there was a there was a 
uh, bowling alley. I don't know what it's fucking called. I think it was in East Boston. It was in Revere or East Boston. I don't remember. I, I would go there occasionally when I was younger, and it was like oh, only like anywhere I went was Candleton. It was never. Like, no, Big Balls didn't really start right. becoming bigger until like fucking. I don't Kings think I ever opened. went to Ryan's family amusement. Actually, I think Ryan's family had Ten Pin downstairs and Candlepin upstairs. The one. Wait, in... does Kings? Kings? There's no way Kings has Candlepin. It does. I think it's mostly Big Ball. They do have like a couple Candlepin lings. They have like two. Wakefield Bulldrome is all Candlepin, right? All Candlepin. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because again, like I didn't. I don't think I knew that was a thing, and when that scene happens in the bowling alley, mm. the I don't know if those that guy. Sometimes they like put like people that work there like actually be in the movie, but that old guy that's talking, the guy, huh? He doesn't work there. Okay, but no, yeah, I was looking for the guy, the owners, the guy that was working, and the guy in the Santa suit were talking, and they were like having a heated discussion about like Candlepin, and I'm like, that's a Massachusetts fucking conversation right there, like especially because it's like a they're talking about. That's the only thing they added to that. that. They added like a bar there for like to, to hit yeah. that 70s vibe. Because like uh, that's like just like the last lane right where they were. It's like right by the lockers and like the, the, the cruising USA machine that's still there. It's right where they filmed that fucking vibe. There wasn't a, there wasn't a video game. I don't think there, so. Though, they right? probably yeah. had to hide that. Wouldn't, that wouldn't have lined up. No. That wouldn't have lined up. That would have been crazy. Um, what about you, Dom? How would you think about this movie overall? I liked it. There you go. I, I, don't, I don't know. It was a, I don't know. I had a laugh out loud, uh, funny experience with this movie. I did laugh a lot. I did laugh a lot. Paul Giamatti was, was Paul Giamatti cracks me up in most of the movies that I. Yeah, seen. he's so good. Yeah. In he's he's really good in this movie. Like yeah. I think I think so. I I'll, I'll say I think I'm the softest on the four of us. I still like the movie. I don't think I loved it. Like I'm actually surprised Mike was like fucking number one fucking fan of the holdovers. I, that was surprising to me. I was expecting more of like a. It was fun. No, it was a good movie. I don't know what to tell you. Um, The odd man out. I I liked it. I will say that this movie is like distinctly two movies. And the first movie is whatever. And the second half of this film is fucking real good. But it sucks that you can't have the second half of the film without the first part. Like the first part built sets so much shit up. Like the school stuff you mean? Like it's It's not even that. It's just like once the other kids leave. And it's down to the three of them. That's when this movie to me was like, oh, this yeah, movie's good. Like, this movie's rolling now. I thought the movie. Weird... Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, well, I thought it was going to have a more of a um, more of like a breakfast club thing where the five kids together. I'm kind of glad it wasn't. Kind of charm the teacher too. And like they all become friends because like clearly it was animosity between Coots and, uh, yeah. and Tully there. I did like that was what I was just going to say is like I liked the like quote unquote plot twist of like, all right, we built up all these characters like these are all the characters you're going to be experiencing. And then they all leave. And I was like, yeah, okay. so now I don't have to remember any of these kids names. Yeah, no, it was it was way better. Like, again, you can't make the same. You can't do the same thing they did without that. Like, I think that was necessary. Maybe it could have been a little shorter because I that though. I didn't dislike the beginning of the movie, but it was a lot of the other kid stuff where it's like. They're kind of just fucking annoying for the most part, especially Koontz. Like, get this dude the fuck out of here. Um, but like, I I didn't necessarily care about the rest of the kids' plot lines. Like the fucking kid with the hair that like I just want to ski, dude. Like, okay, go ski then. Get the fuck out of the movie. Like, I don't. I don't. He did. He did he come back weird. at the end. Of, he did come back at the end of the movie. Well, here's 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 yep. Yeah. Um, but he got to go ski, so it, it all worked out. They yeah. both caved. They loved each other. I. Like I, 
I like the movie overall. I'll, my I'll, my opinion will probably be higher on it the longer that time passes. Did Jen watch it with you? Uh, yeah, she like we, she we're kind of the same boat. Like it wasn't okay. bad. We didn't we we didn't dislike the movie. It it definitely like there were moments what did, that. What did, hit, what did you think about the runtime? I mean, it was How fucking long. It? long. it was How fucking long. Like two hours. It's like two, it was ten, two hours. It's in thirteen I minutes. It was fine. I thought it was perfect, actually. It, I, there was one point where I, I paused. I, ever, I don't think I ever paused to check to see how long. I, I paused it to make a second drink. And when I paused them before I paused it, because it's like a delay, I hit pause. I looked at Jen and I was like 30 minutes or less. And there was still an hour and like 10 minutes left. I'm like, how, how is there still fucking this much movie left? But Brenda again, needs like to just watch TV. That's that's what I think I'm just. I don't watch TV. Needs, I don't watch TV. Brenda needs to go back to TikTok. Brenda needs to go back to TikTok. No, no, again. Brandon's a big TikTok guy. If if I'm looking at the runtime, I'm like, fuck, two hours and 13 minutes? What the fuck? And then I'm watching the movie, and to me, the first half of the movie is whatever. It's not bad. It's just whatever. When I pause the movie at the halfway point, yeah, I'm kind of feeling whatever. I got another hour of this. But then the back hour of the movie is so good. It's so much better than the first hour of the movie. Um, it's where all of the fucking heart of this film resides. Uh, you, you I feel do, like that's you lose a lot of the yeah. You lose a lot of the silly fucking humor, like cool, like uh, the kid peed his pants. The Koontz is a bully. They're all fucking you know rich dickhead kids that are bad at school and pay. When like you watch, you lose when all you that. watch the kid pee his pants scene. You thought that was silly humor and not learning more about humor. more learning more about the like the kid that we were going to be watching the rest of the film. No, it's definitely the beginning of the film is setting Angus like, up. Yeah, it is setting Angus like, up. No, I know Actually, the, the peeing in the pants scene. Like I thought that was clearly like, Oh, this kid is like, he's not a bully. He's not like, a dick. And like, clearly yeah. he has yeah. heart. Like, yeah, no, I, I, but like, it, it's just like the silly kid things with the other kids. Like they're all like ribbing each other and you know, whatever. I mean, Koontz is just racist. Like he, he's not silly in fucking hijinks, man. He's just, he's just like, uh, he's a dick racist yeah. yeah but he's also racist he he says something racist to the to the Kore- he's korean he's korean kid korean. uh he says something racist yeah, to him was broken and the kid's like yeah. i don't know what the fuck he, he <laughs> definitely like gives fucking racist vibes at the dinner table to to uh mary, mary. yeah um which I will say her character is fucking great in the movie. I like her arc. Like I, I like that when it starts to focus on the three main characters, you get more of why these people are where they are. You get more of the stru- struggle that they're dealing with, which they're all dealing with like the similar overall, like they're all clearly fucking depressed for different reasons. Uh, I like, I love, and this is just jumping all around now. I loved when you finally, like, last, I don't know, 30 minutes of the movie, you finally start to get, like, what it is about Paul Giamatti's character. Like, why he's at Barton. Like, you get so much more about him right there. And, like, when he meets the dude in the fucking, in the comments skating, it's like the, his buddy from Harvard or whatever. Like you get you get these revelations and they build up slowly because you get like you pretty much get front loaded with Mary's stuff. You don't really get all of Angus and Paul's characters up front. You get like tastes of it. You get like, all right, like there's a teacher at this school for, you know, 
fucking rich kids and he clearly doesn't want to just roll with how you know the status quo oh you know we need we need a fucking nice donation from this family so you need to give this kid a fucking whatever a c a b uh and he's just like nah fuck that like kid's a fucking idiot um so you get his like pushback of that you kind of get a little bit of back and forth like Okay, Angus is the only kid in that class that gets a B plus. Everyone else gets fucking D's or F's. So like, he's not dumb. He does rib the teacher back a little bit, so he does push back. So like, kind of where is this kid land? And then you get a little bit more revealed throughout them. You get the thing up. I'm pretty sure in like the first 15 minutes about Mary, Mary's son. Like, is it yeah. the church you know, is the beginning, right? Yeah, you know why yeah. she's depressed, but like, yeah, you don't like she. I think her thing is like we know why, but not like how it's really affecting her. Until yeah, that's true, I guess, later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, but, I think this movie does, like, a really good job, and this is another thing I liked about it, and, like, not all of us deal with these things, but, like, the complexity of, of, of emotions during the holiday season from, like, yeah. happiness, anger, loss, loss, like, like there's just, it, it does a really good job of, like, covering the basis of all those emotions that, like, because, yeah. like, I mean, like, I haven't lost, like, very, very close family members in quite some time, so I'm sure, like, something like that, like, you know, like, those kind of emotions, most people dread the holidays because of those fucking things, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, and like, I think that's a important, like, backdrop to the movie, because, like, remove the holiday aspect of it, everything else of the movie would still put these characters in shitty emotional states. My parents aren't fucking picking me up, I gotta stay in my fucking school with my teacher and random kids. Uh, I, I, I'm, I was confused by Mary. Does she only have to stay there because of the holdovers? She, she flat she out chose said to she's stay. staying there because it was the last place that she was there with her son. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and then Paul Giamatti's character doesn't actually want to be there either. And he's like, you know, disgruntled about that aside from his other, just like long-term personal stuff. Uh, and then like you're saying, Todd, adding the holiday part of that elevates all of those already pretty negative emotions that all these characters are dealing with for uh, various reasons. They're all um, also dealing with like, they're all dealing with different versions of like family problems during the holidays. Yeah. Like Mary has loss of kid. Um, Angus has loss of loss of parents quote unquote like mm -hmm. he's he's feeling like the struggle of like dealing with a new situation and Paul Giamatti doesn't have family to like yeah spend holidays with so yeah it's like so all it, different like aspects of like Christmas and, with your family and it is essentially like they all sort of become the surrogate for the other person's problem like yeah. Mary lost a son she has she this watches out for Angus she has this movie. yeah yeah she has this two-week period where she has the surrogate son. Paul Giamatti doesn't really have... Uh, Angus's biggest thing that you find out later towards the end of the movie is like, he's... Well, you, fi you, you find out that he... His quote-unquote dad is dead. And then you mm. find out what's really going on with his dad. So the whole movie is, I think, less about his mom and stepdad not taking him. It's more about his lack of father. Yeah. And mm. Paul Giamatti then becomes his sort of surrogate father. And then, yeah, they're both surrogate family for Paul Giamatti's character. Um, it, it, it does, like, it does deal with these things, I think, in a lot of really great ways. And there's a lot of great scenes, like, the, 
the scene at one of the early I don't know if it's dinner or lunch where they're eating at the in the fucking hall and uh fucking dickhead kid is being dickhead to because I think Paul Giamatti's character asks oh do you want to eat at us eat with us at the table and then he Koontz fucking says some bullshit and like that scene that scene is like because you at this point you know that Paul Giamatti's character at least to the kids is like they don't like him because he's a you know, mean teacher. He's a strict teacher. But mm. I don't think outside of that, at least on the screen, we've seen him be like loud or angry or mean. And I don't think he was mean. I think he was just sticking up for the right situation here. But in that scene, like he breaks out of being like a strict teacher and like being a like shut the fuck up. Like you don't know what this, like you don't know that throws his fork. I don't know. It's just a really good fucking scene. Um, I like that scene a lot. Yeah, it was good. Um, hmm. What else can I say about this film? I don't know. You, you liked it a lot, Mike. I did. I did. Let me go. Let me go get a physical copy of this. Can I get this on right Betamax? Up. Best Buy is Ooh, getting would rid be, of all. That would be. Uh... Give me a VHS copy. I want a VHS copy. Yeah, give me a VHS copy of this. Yeah. I'm mad I got rid of all my VHS movies. I've got rid of like 180 of them. And I wish I just kept them all. We get it, Todd. You're old. We understand. Um, Does anyone have negatives about this movie? Or is it just like a a good ride all the way through? Yeah, no notes. I I feel like it was an easy watch. yeah, I, th- that's why I brought up Chef, because I feel like it's like, you know, not in this, like, just it was like an easy watch and like nothing ends up negative. You know what I'm saying? Like where Chef like has these instances where you're like, oh, God, it's going to go this way. And then everything works itself out. And I feel like everything worked itself out in this movie. Well, if everything worked itself out, like Paul Giamatti getting fired worked itself no, he out. Needed to get, that, that, that's the push he needed. That's like he can go stop writing his book. He can, you know, he was fucking clinging on to nothing there. He was miserable. You know? He was fucking. He was just fucking going through the motions. I I did think for uh, three people who seemingly are not stupid uh, decided to light dessert in a paper container on fire. Yeah, they were the movie. That they were spy. pretty surprised <laughs> that like it did not work the way they thought it. The way it yeah. worked in the restaurant. Um, God bless him for trying. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's the thought. What was he drinking Louis the Fourteenth? Like, what was he drinking? Fucking that that bottle isn't it like Louis? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they were drinking brandy at the end. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, throughout the rest of the movie, they were drinking whiskey mostly. Uh, oh yeah. Like he had a Jim Beam bottle beside the bed. Mary had a Canadian Club bottle on her desk, Ugh. and Ugh. at one point, there was an old Forester bottle somewhere. I don't know. I paid attention to all the. Liquor they use. I always, I always like I to see do. who's like yeah. paid to be in the movie. You know, it's like, uh, well, I think for certain things, I think a lot of those were probably like, uh, like time wise accurate. Like, I feel like they kind of made sense. Plus, again, like Definitely Canadian club. He's yeah, and and Jim Beam too is like an inexpensive whiskey. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't have a lot of money. Um, being a teacher, um, I did like that he stood up like. I was curious how the movie was going to resolve itself, and I did like how he 
kind of stood up for himself and stood up for Angus in the end and mm. uh, told the fucking Dean off. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a good, like, probably the only way that movie could have resolved itself. In a way I knew it was going to go that way, too, happened. though. Like, I knew he yeah, was I think you could see it heading that yeah. way, especially where it was like the the movie, I think, twice at least made a point of like, oh, you know, Barton men don't lie. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, he's going to he's going to do this now. He's going to like do 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 what is the right thing, like save save put this kid in a situation that is going to hopefully, you know, give him a, a better chance. The story with the snow globe was that the kid gave him the father the snow globe, and then the father used it Had to, to attack someone. Yeah. yeah, and then they gave the evidence of the attack to the family. The seven. I think they had like to kick the. West. I think they had to kick the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There was no we phone to do anything. This. It was everyone. You had to take everyone's word for it back then. There was no fucking anything. You know um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was. It was good. I wish that they spent more time in Boston just because I, I like when they do that type of shit. But I I think just again the back half of that movie is so good. Like I I like uh the back half of that movie a lot more than the beginning of that movie. That's for sure. I'm so happy it wasn't a bre- breakfast club fucking group of kids. I don't need a group of kids, please. Maybe that's what my theme will be this year. Just Breakfast Club movies. <laughs> Are you going to do Brat Pack movies or just Breakfast Club-like films? Just, just films where there's like a group of kids that have to resolve problems on their own. Okay. I'm not saying that that is an inherently bad thing. I'm just... I mean, you're making it sound like that. That's not what I expected this movie to be. So when it was seemingly heading that way, I was like, nothing about what I've seen of this movie makes me think it's going to be this like group of kids. Um... So yeah, I don't know. It was, was good. One day, box, what was with the box that Mary had of seemingly her son's baby stuff? Baby, yeah, so it seems like I think she was giving it to she was her giving sister, it to right? her sister. Okay, I was just confused. Like I, throughout the film, I just kept assuming like when she like was like petting it and stuff. Like I assumed mm-hmm. that it was going to be like his ashes or something. Me too. Yeah, That's what I thought. Yeah, I did too. Um, and then she was like unboxing like baby stuff, and I was like, I assume that it's the son's baby clothes but like i don't know it just seemed like she was like treating it weird like i, I don't know i think I it's know more if there was of more to it that i just missed but no i I, th- I think it's more of just and i don't i don't actually know uh so I, this is just me making an assumption but this would have been vietnam war right uh yes he they I, say they i think at one point paul giamatti says uh barton boys don't go to vietnam yeah i i would assume that a lot of the people killed over there, like I would imagine their, their bodies or remains never came back. So, so I I would imagine like her, his his uniform of him. Yeah. His uniform and his baby clothes is like probably all she has left really of his would be my guess. Um, maybe like they have more of his stuff like at her sister's house or something, but well, no, um, he had, he had that room. Like at one point we're like in his, like his room. With like, oh, it's at, like, there's at, like a guitar house? on the wall. Yeah. Well, at the school, oh. I think. Wait, like a guitar on the wall and a po Yes. Yeah. Brenda, did you watch this movie? Yes. I'm not gonna lie, I was confused with what that bedroom was. Did they say that was his bedroom? Mary only works at Barton so that the kid could go to Barton. 
Oh, yes. Okay. But uh, but I'm thinking of the scene with the bedroom because they just they just, that scene just happens and then it cuts into I, the scene I with the bedroom. It's like she's like out watching the the why can kids. I not remember the no the the show why can I not remember the name oh, of the game show wedding Newlywed, couple Newlywed. newlyweds yeah newlyweds show yeah so she's like out on the couch I think she like walks out of his room and that's like we like get the screen of his room and it's like she's walking out of yes it. Okay. so like you can see that like she still like has his stuff set as if he is still like she's like still expecting him home okay it's like it's like framed as if like she just lost him like she has no like yeah okay she's still no, expecting sense. him to come home so she yeah. like yeah i i think i i don't know like i i took some sort of i i was trying to because again like i also for the entire time thought that that was like a box of maybe ashes or something because of the way she spoke about it uh like yeah. be careful with that box when he's walking up the yeah. stairs and stuff yeah don't um, tilt it that's like like if it's just baby clothes like i understand like it's still her son's stuff, but like, yeah, yeah. I just assume uh, like don't tilt it because like, yeah, he's in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I, I guess to her like the baby clothes she basically still is, is yeah. him. But yeah, I th I think maybe there's some meaning to gleam out of there of like her sister. Like, I I would imagine maybe that dealing with that type of grief that she would be hesitant to go back to her sister's house because there is a new baby on the way and that would potentially offer some different type of grief. It's like you, you are welcoming this into the world. I am grieving the loss of, I, of my, yeah, I think she said, she did say at some point, she's like, she didn't want to go because she felt like she was be abandoning her son. Something like yeah. that. Right. That's why she didn't want to leave the school. That's yeah. why she didn't want to leave the school. But like, but, uh, she specifically says like, yeah, like she, she wasn't going get to there at some point or something. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I but I think the other part of it too is like maybe she knew she was going to maybe, maybe like giving her son's baby clothes was a thing she was going to do regardless, and then when it was like oh I planned on giving these things to my sister regardless, and then my son died. Now it's like I don't want to give away this thing. Yeah. that I like I lose it then like I lose that connection to it um but I think there's some level of because we go through like obviously you know all of the things with Mary at the at, throughout the beginning and middle of the film and then we get to the Christmas party and like we go through probably some of the worst of her grief we see on screen at least um where she's like playing the same yeah, music over and over drunk. again she you know probably drunk it seems uh and she has a you know a, a breakdown um and then we cut to roxbury dorchester roxbury roxbury um and it's like maybe she's in some sort of like she's she's come to terms with like parting with that piece because it also means that like her son can live through her cousin like his cousin and it's also like we find out later when she comes back uh into the movie because she takes you know she steps out of the movie at that point and then comes back later um 
that, you know, oh, if it's a boy or a middle name would be Chris. I think Chris was the name. Curtis. Um, Curtis. Um, and then, I don't know. I think that's like, I, I think there's something there with that. I think that's like some sort of like grief acceptance, maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It had, had a lot of heavy themes for a movie that I don't think overall felt heavy. That's because it was a laugh out loud comedy. Yeah, it was a laugh out loud comedy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was good. It was. It was a. It was a. It was a. I want to say it was a fun ride, but it was an enjoyable movie to watch. Like I wasn't like mad about it. You know, it's a good movie. Anyone else good, have anything? Todd, good for you. Yeah, it was good. But starting the year off strong. Todd actually picked a good movie. Look at that. Listen, I I, I purposely chose this movie because I knew it wasn't like my typical horror movie or like weird movie. So I was like, we'll, we'll, we'll take it slow this year. We'll see where it goes. You, you know, didn't pick we'll horror movies up. or weird movies last year. I, I know. Cause I feel like I get yelled at every time. No, I picked what's Who it called last year. yelling at you? They live. You, um, I, no, I picked, you uh, this ridiculous narrative. Like barbarian the, is barbarian. Was barbarian not last year? Or was it the year no, before? Two, I think that was two years ago. Oh, okay. was the year before, but you did. Yeah, like I, that's a horror also, movie. also no yeah. one is yelling at you for your movie picks. Yo, do you know? How, okay. First of all, maybe not on the podcast. Brendan called me every fucking day after hereditary and would not stop yelling at me for fucking two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I swear I mean, to God, if you ever point, pick up fucking Ari Aster, point, Todd, yeah, yeah, you just need to stop yeah, picking yeah. up. Um, pick whatever fucking movie you want. I just all I ask is that, like, I don't know, pick a movie that you fucking want to watch, or like that you think is actually good, or that none of us have seen, or you know, pick fucking the Country Bears. Yeah, well, it was a movie that nobody had seen. That's true. All right, sure. that's fair, fair, fair. You got me. Um. Anything else before we wrap things up on the holdovers? I'd like the country bears. I just like the country bears. <laughs> That's not Todd called me every day for two weeks after we watched yeah, that. I can't fucking believe. This shit. <laughs> um he was so mad that the country bears weren't in Kingdom Hearts. He was crying. And and that was the, and I got a, a fucking he got a jam out of it. He's a jam. A I was just gonna say like, He's got a song like, that I was like, hey, Well, I didn't get a fucking song out of Hereditary, so what the fuck, Todd? Oh, I thought the music in this movie was really good, like time yeah, specific. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Wait, we didn't really talk about that, but I, th- yeah. I did. Think no, we the, the no, we talked about the Wakefield Bolodrome for thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> We did for a movie for an episode about you know this film. We really talked about the MCU again for some reason and a bowling place. Uh, we did not talk about the MCU that long. That was the intro of the episode, Mike. Stop trying to pull it back. Stop Which trying is to fucking, too much. Stop trying to get us into that. Uh, I will. I I read because again, like I, I was very curious of where this movie was shot and like what they did to build sets and and whatever. And I I forget where I read it. I, I'm not gonna be able to find the article right now. But it was a quote from the director, Alexander Payne. I think someone asking about like creating the like setting the scene in Massachusetts for this or whatever. And he said something and I had to look up to see if he's from here, which he's not. Because I was like, that's it's like if you're from here. Cool. If you're not from here, kind of derogatory. But, <laughs> but he said something like. Uh, um, it was easy to film this in New England because. New Eng- in New England, things take a long time to change. And I'm not saying he's wrong. And <laughs> look at the Wakefield Bolodrome. That's a thing that exists right now and looks like that. But 
Also, fuck you. You're not from here. <laughs> you can't fucking say that. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Uh, this guy also directed Downsizing. Mike, I think I know which movie you got to pick next. Oh, I know. It's so weird. Like that's. I feel like that's his one blemish thought, out of all the yeah, movies. Yeah, I feel like people done. did not like that movie. Oh, and like that. It's funny because he's got like, he's pretty much consistent with all the films he's done. Um. Have any of you seen things with with Devine Joy Randolph in it? I I, I have not. Her, I don't even know what else. I've known her from hmm. Only Murders in the Building. Uh, oh okay. Uh, oh, I watched. I actually watched the United States versus Billy Holiday. I think. Um, that was on Hulu, uh, right? On IMDb, the top four are this movie, Dolomite is my name, The Lost City, and Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Oh shit! Who's seeing Puss in Boots? Uh, Don't Mama, watch that. Mama Luna. I don't know what that means. I think it's one of the bears. No, is he one of the bears? Oh, I don't fucking know. Hold on. I don't actually think I know her from anything, but I also want to look it up. Did you watch I feel like my name, Mike? I, I wanted to watch I Dolomite. That's watch, Eddie Murphy, I didn't right? watch that. But I didn't see it. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was a good movie. Nope. I, it's, seen I, I will say one last thing about the gym scene, which mm-hmm. I did think was like him, him chasing him through the school was a good yeah. scene anyway. But, um, they make the gym out to be like this. You can't go there and touch whatever. So like, I expected him to go out there and like fuck the floor up on purpose or something. So when he, he jumps on the thing and fucking dislocates his shoulder, it's like <laughs> such a weird, maybe not to everyone, but like, I took it as like a weird misdirection of like, he's going to go like vandalize the gym uh-huh. or something. Yeah, and, like instead it's like, no, he just fucking ruins his shoulder, which that was the other thing. I'm assuming that kid is just double jointed. Because it looked like he did, like, when he's in yeah. the hospital room. Like, I'm, it, pretty it, sure, I'm pretty sure his shoulder was out of, yeah. Yeah, like, that just, like, like that's a weird, like, hey, we need to cast this this person. You have to also be double-jointed. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't think about it too hard. I was like, how are they doing this? Is this CGI? Ah, eh, whatever. I would have, honestly, like, listen, first time I watched, off topic, but first time I watched Barbie, I did not like it. I was like, this is what all the hype was about? And then I rewatched it recently, and I loved it. So maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it. I still don't think Ryan Gosling. I think this kid should have been nominated over Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Uh, I think wow. that's. I mean, I don't think you need to say that, but I think I think Ryan Gosling's amazing. I, I do too. Who was I like, don't it, who's nominated? But I, I mean, I only watched so many films last year. Maybe all three. Maybe I say it all three because I just assume someone from fucking Oppenheimer was also nominated. Um, yeah, it's probably Robert Downey Jr. Yes, it is. Yeah, so like maybe maybe they all should have been nominated. I don't remember who was actually nominated. Is there a max number of people that can be nominated? I think it's like five. I think it's five. I think it's best picture. I got five. Best picture got bumped up to ten, but everything else is five. Um, let's see. What did you want to see? Actor in a supporting role. You got Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things, RDJ for Oppenheimer. Sterling K. Brown's amazing, and I heard Sterling K. Brown's amazing. American American Fiction. Fiction. De Niro for Flowers Moon and uh. Ryan for for Barbie. Um, I mean, I I have only seen one of those movies, so I can't like say take out yeah, one of them for that. But I mean, honestly, I mean, like the kid was really you... good. I don't think it was like like I think Paul Giamatti and Devine both being nominated is like. I mean, yeah. he was good actually. He was good. Like I don't want to say he wasn't good because yeah. he was. But like I don't know. Like 
I think Robert Downey Jr. might probably has that in the bag because, like, you know how Robert Downey Jr. You know, on every fucking thing they've. Well, but not only that, just that, but like, you know how like Robert Robert Downey Jr. is so like iconic that like, I know he's an amazing actor, but like you just see Robert Downey Jr. and him and 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 um Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is like a different person. He like I felt like he was actually a Senate member, and I was just like, like Colin Farrell in uh, the Batman. Penguin. Yeah. You don't look at Penguin and see Colin Farrell. Uh, well, no. I mean, like, I, I, I do, but just because it was like, you knew it was coming. <laughs> no, like, just don't. like when I looked at Bullseye, I was like, that's Colin Farrell. That's, Colin Farrell. I, that's just Colin Farrell. <laughs> that's just Colin Farrell. But when I looked at Penguin, I was like, who was that? Is that Colin, is that Colin Farrell? Hubblepot. All right. Anything else about this movie before we wrap things up? Nah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm surprised. In my head, coming into tonight, I was like, "Probably get a cool like 45 minute episode tonight. We'll bang this out." And nope. Again, if we didn't talk about the Bulldome, the Bulldome yeah. really. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was a laugh out loud experience. Yeah. Uh, you fucking lot to say. Um, before we get into leaderboard and wrap the show, uh, Michael, it is now February. Shit. It is your PTC movie club pick. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Um, damn it. I could have sworn I had something else in mind besides, uh, besides the creator. What did I want to watch? What was it that I wanted to watch? Oh, I know. Let's all, let's all go to the movie theaters and see Madam Web. There we go. I'm down. I'm down. I'll go fucking see it. Jen, Jen wants to see it in theaters because yeah, Madam but, Web is supposed to have MG. MG, yes, yes. Yeah. The, I don't know if she does in this though. I think they like toss that up. I'm trying to let her know that like this they're not even bring that up. They're not going to bring that up. No, and uh, there's only one I'm, instance I'm, of her in the comics having MG, and it's like uh, not. It's not going to be this adaptation. I will say this about it too. I don't think this adaptation is going to have very much to do with. No, the, I don't think this movie is going to be good at all. But I will say this, and and that's simply just saying because it's a Sony Pictures leave, thing, and I don't think they know it's Sweeney alone. First, uh, well, I heard I, Sweeney, Sweeney was the only one that was like, no, 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 we need to like put this scene in upside down. Yeah. I saw that, no, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like she's like she's like she needs to be upside down because every pose she's in, she's upside. I'm like, okay, so she's fucking actually taking this serious. <laughs> like, let's go, yeah. Sydney I, It's weird to me though because I feel like, and this is me who is. You know, we're engaged in that world. So, like, we, we're going to see this type of shit because we're fucking doing, looking and doing this shit. But I feel like the only marketing I see from the movie is Sidney Sweeney and not Dakota Johnson, which I just think is weird because... I think the marketing in general has been really weird for this movie. Marketing um, movie has been odd. Uh, I, like they don't show I, any action scenes. They show zero action in these trailers. They show like I a quick think glimpse of them in the I, got, I don't have faith in this movie simply because, again, it's like a Sony Pictures spinoff. Yeah, I hope not. it like kind of comes yeah. out. I like Dakota. Is it Johnson? Johnson? Yeah, yeah, she's fine. But did you hear how she left her like agency? Because I think like they yeah. convinced her it was part of like the Marvel universe, and it ended up being like a Sony property. And like yeah. she, she like that continues to happen because yeah. I've seen. I saw that and then I saw like a whole list of like people that had joined like Sony things saying like 
Oh, I'm so excited to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, right. I mean, technically, like, there's a potential that they could because of the multiverse, but I just don't, uh, yeah, I don't I think, see that happening. I think once this movie bombs, it's probably going to be forgotten about. Yeah. I mean, it'll yeah. have its Morbius audience. It'll have its fucking, you know. Yo, I, I hope the reviews are phenomenal. I hope it, like, ends up being, like, this amazing movie. Listen, like, I'm, not hope- I'm not wishing ill on the film. I just, I'm not. Seeing what Sony continues to put out for their superhero films, I don't. I, none of them. Venom doesn't Look, do anything for me. None of them do anything for me. I mean, MCU's I, uh, on the same level at this I'm point. Not, so. I, I don't, I'm not trying to go to bat for Sony. I'm just saying that given what they have the rights to, they you get to the bottom of the barrel very quickly. Like, it, it isn't even a barrel. It's like a little saucepan. Like, you've, you've got Spider-Man. You've got Venom. After that, I mean, what do you mean after that? The I would argue like having the Spider-Man universe is one of the best things to have the rights to. Yes, if you're making Spider-Man movies. Yeah, but people love Venom. Just make a good Venom movie. I mean, the Venom movies did well enough that I think by their metric, they made good Venom movies. Well, so probably, like, yeah, a... yes. And you're right. They probably made money, and that's at the end of the day what they care about. I mean, it's it's one of the things making me very nervous about the fucking Zelda movie is that their metric is going to probably be more about, Oh, we're going to, we're going to make fucking super Mario movie money right now. And it's like, I, and it probably will, but you can, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think Zelda has the draw. As far as like transition. We're not doing this right now. We'll do that. Yeah. Hold on. Let's, 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 no, no, no. Let's talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, after after your Spider-Man's and your Venoms is like, okay, what are the other big names that we have access to if we're gonna make a title film and build out a cinematic universe like everyone else is doing? <sighs> uh Morbius? You sure about that? Well, we can try. Again, that's, Craven? That's a weird oh, well, fucking, we'll put out a trailer are, those for are, it. Those are weird picks. <laughs> Craven? Oh, uh, we'll try. Like they keep uh, on picking else? Spider-Man bad guys Madam without Webb? Spider-Man. Like, say, yeah. Madam Webb, is she really a superhero? Don't worry, Uncle Ben we'll, Uncle Ben's we'll in it. Though. There. Yeah, listen, Ben's listen, in listen. It. listen, they they at the bare minimum for I, I don't really care about Jared Leto, but I'm sure people do. So at the bare no, minimum, they are they are like casting people that people care about like people will go to see madam webb you know there will be people that go to see madam webb simply because of the the late the lead actresses in that movie like yeah that that's just a reality i'm sure there are people that go see venom because it's tom hardy like i'm I'm sure like there are probably people I feel that like see people, movies because it's Charletto, but I don't know. I don't think like Would movie it blow your stars. Mind like, I pulled out a thirty seconds to Mars poster right over here. Okay. Yeah, Do I don't think one? movies. I wish. Oh God. Okay. Just for the day, I, was... I wish I had one. I don't think movie stars are a thing really anymore. I don't think people give a fuck about like main actors like they used to. Like they, they I think you are used... absolutely. Oh, no, I disagree completely. I think people this are. Is completely a, this is old. a different podcast. We're yeah, yeah, but, a different uh, night. That's but fine. I but, think but, you are factually correct. I disagree completely. You geek out when you're like fucking Dick Don Dickington fucking do the cinematography for this movie. Are you kidding me? That's the same yes, shit. That's no, the same it's not. shit. Yes, it is. I, I, well, I'm saying like people no, care more the about that these days than they know about audience that cares about fucking the cinematographer is way smaller, and that's what I you do. People, a lot of actors don't see a Dick Don Dickerton. Yeah, a lot of people don't show up for actors anymore, though. Like even like movies that like should be successful, like it's, like people aren't showing up for fucking I think the actors like. I, I think, think this is such a wrong action. I think thing. action stars still, like yeah, the beekeeper. Like the beekeeper made money. 
That, yeah, that movie is just it got, good, it got good reviews too, though. Like, got like really good reviews for a fucking movie like that. Like, it's wild. I gave it three out of five Bs. <laughs> I I I don't think you're correct. I I think you're really wrong. No, that's fine. I just don't think. I think that like I think people have turned on movie stars. Hence the Oscars and these all these award shows that lose more and more viewers every year. People just don't fucking care about what these people have to say outside of films anymore. And I feel like the, the the idea of like celebrity worship is like not what it used to be in driving I, movies. I definitely think you're still wrong about that. That's a, again, that's an even different, more different topic <laughs> that I think you're very incorrect about. But I I like it, conflating what you're saying with Oscar viewership down. I don't think is either the same thing. Like that's the Oscars have other issues that they deal with, and it's not because if fucking Robert Downey Jr. is in a movie, I'm less or more inclined to, to, to go watch it. I mean, I, I think I think you're wrong to be honest. There's, there's a reason why these movie stars all used to get paid 20 million a film back in the day and now they fucking get residuals and fucking don't they just sign up for movies for like minimum because like fucking people aren't chasing I'm telling you, people aren't chasing movie stars the way they used to. I don't know. Maybe we're old. Who knows? I don't know what you're trying to like you're just saying movies don't make money anymore. That's not, I'm just saying. That's, that's I don't, not I don't saying think, that people don't care about the. No, actors. I just don't think people care about. I don't. I think like, I mean, over the years with like the whole nepo babies, and then people realizing that half of Hollywood is just like people's kids and everything. People just. I don't think people care about the movie star. The movie star era is kind of gone these days. I don't think that's there anymore. Whole, yeah, we can go down this forever. We don't. You can just end it. Does anyone else want to weigh in? I'm curious what either of you think about this topic before we move We've on. We've had this conversation before, haven't yeah. we? I'm sure oh. we have. Because t- no, we had this conversation wrapped around the Quentin fucking quote about people don't care about yeah. Robert Downey Jr. They care about Iron Man. And, oh, and, I, which think, I, I wasn't even thinking about that as well. Yeah. But I, 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 yeah. I don't. I, I think mean, you're incorrect. I, I'm. I'm curious because now that I'm whatever age I am, I'm outside of the target demographic. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know what the kids are into. Maybe the kids don't care about particular actors. I want to say they do. I want to say that, I don't know. They're all watching the TikTok and the YouTubes. I don't know what it translates to in terms of film. But I want to believe that there are some actors that people are familiar with and are just like, oh, I like this actor. They're in this thing. I want to see it. But I don't know how that, much weight that, that is, still carries. A hundred percent has weight because there's who's, who's the biggest movie star right now, Brennan? The biggest movie star? How are you weighed, weighed, weighing this? Because if you're weighing it off of like. I don't know. The biggest movie huh. star. The the conversation that we're having right now. I have it's, one in mind, but I well, disagree. It sounds like that. Todd's flipping back and forth between how much money these actors are making and how that's, well the movie you know, does. That's the conversation. Is Are people going to the movie theaters to see this actor? Uh, probably fucking The Rock. Yeah. that's And that's what I said. Is I think it's action stars that still, that still yeah. exist for. Vin Diesel, The Rock. Jason Statham, like I feel like those sure, are everyone like, in Fast and the Furious. Okay, yeah, but that, but that, but and, 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 and like some huge audiences, like the boomer generation, make so much money is because like all that's them. not that's not the only like that's that that's probably not even a new thing because like it's the same thing when you look at like Bruce Willis had an era where like every fucking movie he was in, it was Tom Cruise. Like uh, they're gonna see I'm it because t- it's fucking Tom Cruise on the poster, like. And I think people will still do that for Tom Cruise, even though, like, whatever. But 
It's probably less now, but but, but he's also cool. only really doing still, specific movies, and he probably yeah. still has his fan base that'll still do that. Yeah, like, of course, it's probably older people. But like, there, we've had conversations on this show about. I think just less people go to the movies. I think that's yes. probably. and I don't think it has anything to do with fucking movie stardom. I like they're absolutely, especially if we're talking about like the shit that we like. If X person gets cast in Y role, like we're fucking pumped about that because we like that actor or actress or whatever uh, like i i i think it's just like the act like dom just made the best point i think the act of going to the movies is not the same like i i don't think like there well, are I, very I few movies think, that i'm like that i'm gonna go to the theater what, to see that i think that also ties into what todd's whatever. saying is like i think movie stars have like less of a I don't know, impact, allure i guess because yeah, like, like yeah like, but I think it's people I, aren't going to the movies anymore. But I but I don't think it's because of the stars because those those stars. It's, no, no, no. I don't think they, it's, I don't think it's hand yeah. in hand. Like I don't think people aren't going to the movies because of the stars. But I think the stars don't have as much power because people aren't going to the movies anymore. Yeah, but they're also flexing that power and using that power in other ways. It, they all have, you know, not all, but a lot of them have their own personal social media following, which was not a thing yes. before. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's I think. Yeah, they're, they're well, I, I, well, It's funny you bring like, that up, and brand. I don't want to keep on going down this road, but like, I've seen a lot of interviews with younger actors, and they were like, we didn't get the role because we didn't have 100 million followers on Instagram. Yeah, and like that, it's, and, it's, it's the, the draw. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's wild. It's, uh... but, that, but that's, it's the same fucking thing. It's like, they have the impressions out there, so that's how that's how they're like they're casting X person in Y role because yeah, bare minimum they post about the movie one time leading up to it and it gets blasted out to fucking however many million, million people. Like Zendaya yeah. makes a new movie that no one cares about. Fucking two hundred million are gonna get eyes on that fucking post. So it's like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I we we live in a different time where we we have such different access to especially celebrities that like you know it was probably more alluring you know in earlier oscar years to be like oh we get to see a lot of these people interact and like see things we wouldn't normally get to see because oh, that's 100 true yeah, like, honestly even even, even uh even trailers trailers were like my my favorite thing of going to a movie theater before the internet was seeing all the new trailers and then like once the internet took over you fucking, it was very rare that you'd go see a movie and see a fucking new trailer. You'd already seen it. Yeah. Yeah, you could only it's, see the trailers in the movies, or the, and then yeah. that was, you could only see the trailers in the movies on TV, and now it's like. I was going to say it's the same thing with the, the death of the All Star game. Like, you used to not be able yeah. to see players from, like, the National League, like, for us. Like, you couldn't see players from the National League except, like, once a year. Now you see, yeah. and see put them on a National League game whenever you want. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's very bizarre that an episode about the holdovers that takes place in 1970 has turned Todd into the biggest fucking boomer on the planet. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Mike, what's your pick for February? Uh, let's see. Is the creator still, do I want to rewatch the creator? Uh, yeah, probably not. Pick something else. I mean, I, I liked it. The The only thing is that here's what I'll say before I commit to something like that. Brendan, do you what do you think the creator is about? I don't fucking know. Jesus. I, I have no idea. Who's the main actor? 
We talked about it already. The fucking Denzel Washington's son. Oh, um, I I don't know. Is it is it a religious movie? No, no. it's Tyler Creator. It's his like life story. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. <laughs> then. Uh, it's a, it's a biopic on a fucking uh, a guy Tyler. that creates uh, things in his basement. I don't, I, don't, I don't fucking know, Mike. What am I supposed to go off of the creator? I haven't seen a poster. I haven't seen a trailer. I don't know anything about this movie. Have I couldn't seen a poster I, for the creator. I don't think so. Who's the director? I, I feel, well, don't look uh, it up. Gareth Edwards, just, I believe. I'll tell I you more about the movies. Yeah, the guy that. Uh, well, directed. I mean, if that's what you're, I'm just gonna Google it. Yeah. So that's it's fine. got John David Washington, Gemma, Gemma Chan, Chan, Gemma Chan. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't. I have no idea. Uh, all right. Well, I saw a sentence, so I mean, I I don't know. It has a six point eight IMDb, Mike. You pick whatever you want. Uh, let me just double check this. Uh, it has something to do with AI. That's what I saw. I don't know. I still don't know anything else. Yeah, like I I I almost don't want to pick it just because, and it's not that it's the same as another film I've picked. It's just that I feel like broad strokes. If I start picking movies with robots and I don't want them all to be compared to oh, Ex shit. Machina. Mike's, take, Mike's picking fucking iRobot next. What I, you know what movie's crazy to me that I don't think Brendan's ever seen and I'd really like to pick it but I think both of you guys have seen it is The Edge of Tomorrow which I think is fucking insane that Brendan has never seen that movie. Because I, I think that I, I think Brendan would fucking you would be like not have the ability to make movies. me watch movies. No I'm just we saying though, like, it's, it's not new for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah no it's like yeah, we've all seen it. I've seen it. I mean I could watch that movie a million times over yeah, a second but like but I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's a movie you that you would repeat. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Name again. That, that's a movie I think Brendan would be like talking about and be like, I can't believe I never watched this movie before. Like, I really think it's that good. And I think Jen would probably like it, too. It's like a really good story. Jen hates Tom Cruise, though. Yeah. I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy uh, either, but he yeah, does I make mean, some good movies. She doesn't like Tom Cruise for like a lot Science of Scientology, probably. <laughs> well, like, that and like. Uh, she I mean, doesn't she like loves, what she did she to Kate. Yeah, she loves Kate. To Kate Holmes. Holmes. Kate oh yeah, uh, yeah. That whole thing was fucking weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, she loves. She likes Vanilla Sky. It's probably in her top five movies. Yeah, so think. good. Oh, that's true. She likes that, so she probably like this. Uh, I don't know if I. I fell asleep during Vanilla Sky. I don't know if I finished it ever. Oh, the end's the best part. I think I fell asleep in the middle. Oh <laughs> I no! Watch the end. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, it's still on fucking that hulu let's just do the creator because i'm too lazy to fucking wow, think about it right. has anyone else seen it i've not not yet all right well there it is it's on hulu you said mike i think so right we'll need to make sure it's still on. If, if it's not on hulu anymore i'll change my pick all right you looked that up uh thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode episode 404 i think 404 404 Sounds right. uh episode 404 of the past the controller podcast uh, if you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, uh, and you want to support the show, a couple of ways you can do that. Easiest way and freest way is to follow us on social media at Pass Controller and subscribe to us wherever you listen to the show, whether that's a podcast platform over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash passcontroller where we record live every week or over on YouTube. Just search for the Pass the Controller podcast and we'll pop up. Uh, if you want to support us and you have uh, some time, just a couple of minutes, you can leave us a quick five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Super, super beneficial in helping us grow the show. 
if you have bucks kicking around and you want to support us, you can go to passthecontroller.threadless.com and get in some swag. You can go to patreon.com slash passthecontroller and become a patron or heading over to twitch.tv slash passthecontroller and subscribing to the show there. If you want to, I don't know, that's <laughs> all us on social media. What do you got, Mike? I was just laughing at you. If you want to... I don't know. I was going to plug other stuff, and I just said, you know what? I don't forget it. I don't care. I, I, I could pick Fool's Paradise. That was the Charlie Kelly, uh, Charlie Day movie that nobody liked. I've already seen that one, too. It was whatever. After watching Blackberry, I was like, oh, you know what? That was the stronger film. Like you pick, you so, pick Which is wild. Movie. You pick what makes Mike happy. I've never been happy. Because I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, don't say it, but I am seriously debating picking for my pick when it comes around the what thing you, we talked about earlier yeah which what, is, is it tomorrow i can't i can't tell you we'll see. have i seen it i'll bring it up he, on the episode where it's my turn to pick he's he's gonna live. pick uh he's gonna pick oh, he picking a double he's, feature huh he, he, he should no gamut i speak oh i was gonna say you you're gonna pick uh dead reckoning Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, the most recent Mission Impossible yes. movie. There you go. Uh yeah, let's just do the creator. It's on Hulu. All right, just, there we go. Uh, we'll watch whenever. what year did it come out, you know? Like last, last year. year. All right. We'll watch 2023's The Creator. I'm only saying that because like a title like that, there, maybe there's another movie called The Creator. Uh 2023's The Creator. So it's over on Hulu. Or get it however you get your movies, and we'll talk about that at the end of February. Um but before we wrap things up, as we always do, we end with the video game leaderboard. Uh, it's a fresh year, so it's a fresh leaderboard. Dom is in first place with four points. Todd is in the second with three points. Mike is in third with two points. And we have some guest points, but no guests today, so we don't need to go over that. Because it's a movie episode, we're going to play the movie game, of course, which if you're a first-time listener or you haven't listened to a movie episode before, the way the movie game works is I pick three movies. I reveal information about the film. Whoever gets the point, whoever gets the movie first gets the point. Uh, let me pull this up. Uh, movie number one. This 1994 PG-13 film. Clocks in at two hours and 22 minutes. Two hours and what? 22 minutes. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 71% tomato meter and a 95% audience score. Rotten Tomatoes says, you might also like, and I'm only going to do this because Dom said it's helpful, so here we go. Uh, you might also like, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Leap of Faith. She's having a baby. Hero. And Indian Summer. Kind of all over the place. They always are. Uh, t -t 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 -t. Say 95. 94. Uh, 94. According to Box Office Mojo, this movie had a budget of $55 million and took in a worldwide gross of $678 million. Oh, that's a big movie then. Yeah. Well, I will say this, and I don't actually, I'm not going to give the through line because I think this will spoil it. So I'm going to shut the fuck up because it's going to work to my advantage. 
I'm guessing on a through line. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why you guys. Yeah, no. share yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'll I'll bring up my through line though. At oh, the it's end, hungry though. for points right now. Todd's like, I, I, I have an, I have an idea on the through line and like because I there's a through line you could do that works so well because like of what this guy's done throughout his career. So ninety four. This that movie is a huge. Poll. Mm-hmm. This movie no, has seventy four award nominations and fifty wins that might be one of the better like percentages for movies we ever talked about on the show um for for specifically academy awards it won best picture it won best actor in a leading role it was nominated for best actor in a supporting role it won best director it won it is indeed forrest gump mike gets the point i i i'll be honest i was spacing out during most of the thing i just had to Pick, once you said that it was 94 and it won Best Picture, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Forrest Gump won Best Picture that year. The, the, it was the a box strong office year. gross was throwing me off. What'd you say, Todd? I said the box office gross threw me off because I wasn't thinking. I like Forrest Gump's like a good get, obviously a good pick, but like I wasn't thinking of like Forrest Gump as a movie that grossed that much money, even though it was a fucking massive, massive movie. And like, let's see. 94 oh, was Forrest Gump. Uh, Lion King came out that year. It's another big. Well, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. I want to see if you can get Best Picture off your head. So you got Forrest Gump, the winner. What are the other four movies? That yeah. So that's the thing. I was saying it's a strong year for films. I don't know if I know what the Best Pictures were. Because I think 94 was also like Pulp Fiction. Correct. And, um, that didn't win for Best Film, I don't think. No, no Forrest Gump won. Forrest Gump won. We've established <laughs> oh. that already. So Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, three other movies. Three other movies. Uh, was that the year? You know at least one more of these movies. I don't know if you might know all three. Was that the year? What was the 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 courtroom thing with "You Can't Handle the Truth"? What year? What movie was that again? Very good man. That's not. Yeah. That. Or if it did come out, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Was Interview with the Vampire considered like an Oscar movie? I have no idea, but it wasn't in this list for in the running here. I'm just gonna say so we don't keep wasting time. Yeah, yeah. I'll say Quiz Show because I don't know if anyone knows what that is. I know what that is. Uh, four Weddings and a Funeral. I don't know what that is. No, that is. I know the and title. I didn't know what year it came out. There is another film that we should definitely at least all know the name of. If anyone wants to take a stab before I just say it. The only other movies that came out was Clerks and... That's not getting Oscars. That's not getting Oscar nominee. I'm just trying to think of 94 films. I can't place anything else right now. Yeah, go ahead and tell us. I'm not going to get it. The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, shit. Uh, that was 94. Wow. Jeez. Um, okay, let me see. Let me pull up the next one. I have so many tabs open. Tom Hanks yeah, was yeah. also in that too, wasn't he? What? What? Josh Hank? Josh Hank, I don't yeah. know. No. Yeah, sh- wasn't he the uh, head, wasn't he a the lead guard or something? Guard, I think it's the Green Mile. Oh, I, oh yes. maybe I am. Yep. Yeah, yeah he, he messed me up on that. Yeah, listen, I, I'll admit it. I screwed up. Alright, I do think All I right. know the through line. So, <laughs> all right, movie number. Two. I still haven't said. That. I was gonna say this two thousand. What's the through line? Text it to me, though. I'm curious if you know. Both of you text me it separately. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. Respond. I'm not gonna respond. I'll say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'll say it. I don't know if it's true. Or I'm, not, not, the, I'm gonna say it. The, the three. It's, the three movies are locked in. They are not changing. Right, listen, Paul Giamatti. Respond to, but I'm very curious if you guys actually. Paul Giamatti is like was like the. 14th build actor in so many movies from like the 90s and 2000s before he really broke out. So you could have a field day with Paul Giamatti movies and you'd be like, wait, he was in that movie? 
Like you and like this. So that's that's my through line. I'm not going to respond either way. But there's Todd's through line. You want to say yours, Dom, or text me? It's I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. Text me. I want to know. I want to know what you're thinking. Like I can I list off a bunch of Paul Giamatti movies, and you'd be like, "Wait, he's in that." He was like the side guy, like the funny, wisecracking guy, in like tons of action movies, and like. But all right, go ahead. Go ahead um, with your. Go ahead with your thing. Movie number two. This 2000 rated R film clocks in at two hours and two minutes. Uh, Gangs of New York. Incorrect. Where'd you get that? He's Dom's got his through line. And he's he's oh. just. <laughs> He's uh, he's shooting for it. Two thousand what? Three? He just two thousand. Right? This movie came out in two thousand. Yeah. I'm not gonna respond to Dom's thing. Um, let's see where. Doesn't matter. Here? I'm gonna keep going with it. So, two thousand. Uh, Titanic. Correct. This movie. Had, this movie had a budget of sixty. Ah, we'll do the budget after. Let me do Rotten Tomatoes. Um, when was Titanic? That was before 2000. That was 97. This, okay. this movie has an 89 tomato meter and a 92 audience score. Oh, I was, all, I was like also it. I was confused that I mean I don't personally have like strong opinions about Forrest Gump, but I was surprised that the critic one was so low. Well, not low, but like 70. Well, was yeah, that's actually surprising. Surprised. I think too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think critically, I think it's one of those. I, I'm gonna compare it to Crash. Uh, oh, in gosh. that people <laughs> people liked it a lot, but then like what? Like I don't even know if Chris didn't like it, but like when it won Best Picture that year, people were like, "Really?" Just because they're like, "Oh, racism bad." That's because no one saw it either, though. Like I feel like that was like one I, of those I mean, movies. I remember seeing that movie when it came out and enjoying it. I haven't watched it ever it, since. It, it was very much I'm 14. This is deep. Like, oh yeah. look, he wasn't yeah, going to we pull it. Like, he was kind of racist, but it, the guy was just showing him like he has the same Jesus statue or whatever it was. I, I I think I also just liked that it was like a lot of split narratives. Like it was a lot of like yeah. split characters. Who who were like the main actors in that? I don't even remember. Fucking Terrence Howard. A lot, a lot of people, weren't there? Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. people in it, right? It was an ensemble cast. Uh, um, was Brendan Fraser there? I feel like he was. Whatever. Just I don't know. Do, do your movie. Uh, Rotten Tomato says you might also like The Commitments. Inside Lewin Davis. Lord, Lord of Chaos, American Beauty, and Rockstar. So you wanna be a rock superstar? Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, this movie had a budget of sixty million and took in forty-seven million worldwide. I was gonna say that thing you do, but I feel like that movie took in way more. Like I don't know why that movie just came. What what was the um numbers? Forty sixty. Uh sixty million budget, forty-seven million worldwide. This movie has one hundred and three nominations and fifty-four wins, including Academy Award nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Uh nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role twice. Uh Nomination, oh, sorry, winner of Best Writing Screenplay Written Directly for the Screen and nominated for Best Film Editing. Hmm. 2000. Which way to go with this? Let's do this. Uh, I don't know what year this came out. Definitely came out before we were in high school. Is it Almost Famous? It is indeed Almost Famous. Dom gets the point. How'd you get that? Oh. 
I have my through line and I need to keep going back to it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what you think the through line is. I think you're probably right. Uh, but it's not going to help mean, me. I mean, my guess is probably tell you what my through line. Yeah. What I think it is. Uh, well, I figured that would be the I case. I remember what your guess was. What was your first guess? See if I can figure it out right now. What was my first guess? Yeah. I guess, I guess Gangs of New York. Oh, Gangs of New York. Okay. And then you went to Almost Famous. So where's the connection? I don't know. Uh, Friends changed the third movie right now. I'm so not, it's not. I am line. not. I am not. It is. The through line has not changed. The movies have not changed. I just How don't have. The, I have to have so many tabs open for each movie for the information. And if I have like Kings of New York tabs open, it's just like I can't have that many tabs open. And almost famous. That's going to drive me nuts. And, and Forrest Gump. You never so guessed Forrest Gump. No, no, no. But that was how well, I got the through line. Yeah. All right. Movie. Yeah, I have no idea. And the holdovers. Movie number three. This 2013 rated R film clocks in at two hours and 18 minutes. 2013. 2013 is tough because I feel like I don't. This movie had a budget of 40 million and took in 258 million worldwide. Oh, okay. 200 and what? 258 million worldwide. Mr. Worldwide? Mr. Worldwide, baby. Um, pull this one up. On Rotten Tomatoes, this film has a 92% tomato meter and a 74% audience. There will be blood? Incorrect. Rotten Tomatoes says you might also like Lawless. Foxcatcher. Yeah, there will be blood? Is that your fucking... Your through line is fucking... What's his face? Daniel Day-Lewis? Is it Lincoln? Incorrect. <laughs> You might also like Killing Them Softly, The Gambler, and The Paperboy. No Country for Old Men? Incorrect. I can't remember what... Yeah, you can't remember which one's which. I'm just just going. I still have no idea what your through line is, either. 2013. This film was nominated for 227 awards, including 70 wins, including Academy Award nominations for all nominations, no wins for best motion picture of the year, best performance by an actor in a leading role, best performance by an actress in a leading role, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role. That hard. Best achievement in costume design. Best achievement in directing. Best achievement in film editing. Best achievement in product design, production design, and best writing original screenplay. Who got snubbed that hard in 2013? That was 10 years ago. 2013. You may know this director from. Such films as, fuck, uh, I don't know if I can give you the director's films. We'll save that one. We'll, we'll, one. Go, we'll, we'll go back there. This no, one, come on. One, no, because you'll know who the director is, and that'll probably give you the movie right away. I can't do it yet. <laughs> Todd, Todd playing like, yeah, we're fucking dumb dumbs. I, I don't know if everyone would grab it off the bat, but 100% Todd would be able to pin the movie immediately. So I'm going to have well, to yeah, wait. Todd likes director. directors. If you told who the cinematographer was, Todd would be like, oh, yeah, it's TikTok. Is it Roger Deacon? Is it Roger Deacon? Because I have a guess. 
just guess your movie. I'm not going to tell you who the director no. is yet. No, um, the director is the fucking cinematographer. You might recognize the, name of that movie? the third build actor from the MCU. Black Mass? Incorrect. You might recognize the second build actress from the DC Universe. And you might recognize... Are in DC or the one that's starting? I don't know. I don't know. It's DC movies. It's fucking Molly Hatcher. Incorrect. And you may recognize... Tom, I almost said that. I was waiting on the director for that one. You may recognize... There's no point in waiting. You don't get penalized for guessing. Just fucking guess. Yeah, that's true. You may recognize the top-billed actor from the DC Universe and the MCU. I'm just realizing we did the first two movies we never even got to actors because you guys figured it out. We're quick. Let's see. Um, Oh, wow. This film has multiple MCU actors, including someone that has appeared in probably at least it. I, I can't even make a guess. Maybe half of the MCU movies, uh, and and someone that has appeared in at least two or three. I'm pretty sure. And that's not including the people above. There, oh, I'm not. Uh, these just, are these are lower. Like, these are much lower build actors that are in multiple MCU films. Hmm. You may recognize the fourth build actress from what is now considered canon in the MCU. Oh, for the love of God. Hmm. Oh, it's um, American Hustle. It is indeed American Hustle. Kristen Ritter in that? Is that who you were saying? Who was the actress from that? that... Jennifer Which Lawrence. One? Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I was oh, thinking old, of like the, the TV shows. Movies are now yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking of TV shows. Um, no, Christian Bale. What was the through life? The, Dom was close. He did not have it on the, on the news. Unless you said I, it at I, some I, point, but... I texted Dom and I said period piece. I don't know what, what you, I texted. Yeah, that's that's what that's what Dom texted me is not fully correct, but it was close enough that that got you where you needed to be. It was movies set in the 1970s. Specifically. Okay. Just 70s. because I wanted to switch it up because I feel like a lot of the times the through line you guys pick up on and I wanted to make it a little more well, I mean you still got it, but it was a funner through line than like here are all Paul Giamatti films. It was like no, it, there's uh, well, I, some... the reason I said Paul Giamatti is because like like I said, he was like the comic relief, fifteen ten minute tops actor in like a bunch of action movies. Did you ever see The Negotiator with uh, Kevin Spacey and? Oh yeah, I love that wow. movie. Wait, wait um, dude, so that's how we film. I saw Jackson, Jackson, Jackson and uh, Kevin Spacey. Right, I've never seen point. a movie. I've never seen a movie. I didn't even see. I, I read Spark Notes for tonight. I didn't re- fucking watch this movie. I think when Dom was Jones. like, "Did you even watch this movie?" I was like, "Yeah, no, of course." I'm still debating, and I might just pick the Long Kiss Goodnight as my next pick. Well, it's not your pick tonight. So, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 404. We will see you next week.